Oi, you lot. Episode 54 of Garage Hammer is about to start. The fuck Monlings must got some blackmail on that cuz you character because he's back again to talk about new demon stuff and their 4K suboptimal choice experiment. So shut it. I'm listening to me show. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to episode 54 of Garage Hammer. Here we go. Here we are. It's me, Big Dave Whitech, and once again, taking the second chair, Chris Yu. Thank you so much for no problem. helping out. In fact, thank you so much for uh, the game that we finished playing today. Because happy to, uh, hey, I'm happy to oblige. Play Warhammer? <laughs> yeah, sure. Sign me up. But it's also a, it also makes for a nice uh, a nice bit of topic for the show. So, all right. So before we get going on episode 54, after playing a big 4,000 point war. Lots of gore. Lots of gore. <laughs> but not on gore, because it wasn't a Beastman game. I'm sorry. Uh, it was weak, I know. We had a good Sue role me. going, and you had to kill it there. I had to. It's my job. I know I screwed it up. It's what I do. It is what you do. David, shut the front door. Come on. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, as always, we need to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Chris, can you take this one? Sure. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois. Uh, game preserve stores located throughout Indiana, Ursa's Den Custom Painting and Sculpting, Lizard Man Jeff and the Circle City Circuit, and Battlefoam Protecting Your Army. You can find links and information for all the sponsors, both in the show notes and also on our website, Garage Garage. See, you got me saying Garage Hammer. Garage Hammer. Hammer. There, Garage Hammer. There's another one for you, Greg. So, good stuff. Craig Dan, my buddy. All right. Uh, we do have a shout-out. Uh, I've been asked to read this one. We do have a shout-out from the Swiss dictator, Robert Elmer. Relian, you skittering, easily frightened rat. The mighty host known as Nurgle's Pack, the greatest and mightiest of all hosts, challenges you and your so-called army. You shall... Before us, as our army rushes forth, you missed a word, Robert. You shall before us, you shall what? You shall something before us, as our army rushes forward, driving right through your lines. The awesome power of the greatest legends of these times shall smote you. When we are finished with you, any survivors shall be known by the color of their pants. They shall be known as the Browns. We shall see who is the most mired in disease, plague, and filth. Plague for the plague god! And pus for the pus tub. Ew. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Robert. <laughs> uh, so. Um, Is this a general challenge? Or, uh, well, you know, remember last episode I said we didn't have any shout outs and feel free to challenge people. And I think I think they're both going to Screw City. Oh, okay. So I have a feeling that he's challenging Relian at Screw City, calling him out for a first round uh, mm. grudge match. Robert's got his work cut out, cut out for him then. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I've never lost very bad. We I got a one and run record against Relian, and my win was way bigger than his win. So, well, I, I've only played him once, and he won that one. Dude, but, he's a uh, he's a great competitor, oh, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, no, he really is. So, Elmer, watch out. Although Elmer gave me a run for my money, did he? I got what I had a. I drew it with him at uh, Invasion Kenosha. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I got an eleven nine loss against Relian. So, ah, well, it should be a good match then. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on to uh, news and rumors. Uh, the newers, new, new news is White Dwarf and the new demon rules. 
Did you get that? Uh, it's actually issue? right behind you. You brought yours too. So we we brought them with so we can kind of go over and discuss the the new hotness that is the. Now this, I mean, this is like a little booklet. It's the size of a book. And so this little booklet on one side is Warrior Hammer Demons of Chaos, and the other side is Warhammer 40K Demons of Chaos. It's got a beautiful mid-page spread of the army, a beautiful color picture. And then it's basically six pages on each side, uh, 40K and uh, Fantasy. That's a little booklet. Uh, yeah, official rules. Yeah, official rules for, yeah, it says right on the stamp, official update. You want to talk about this now? Well, might as well do it now. Uh, it's up yeah. to you. you well, what did you think of the models? I love them. I really do. I like them a lot, and I got I got to see them up close and personal. And so it, there's a there's a Slanesh chariot, and then an exalted chariot. Well, there's a seeker chariot, and that's actually up for pre order. Right by the time this airs, it's already for sale. Uh, so seeker chariot's about thirty bucks, um, and it basically looks like a normal chariot. It's pulled by two seekers. It's got a rider and a driver. Right. Uh, except instead of wheels, it's got little groups of you know big spiky the, the big blades. Big blades. Um, but it's basically where the wheels would go. It's just right at those sides. That's where the chariot has it. And then they have the, um, it can also be made into the other model, which is the Hell Flayer. Now, the Hell Flayer is kind of cool. Well, the, you have the Seeker Chariot, and then you have the Exalted Seeker Chariot. Those are the same model? No, they are One not. Is, uh, well, here's what it is. I think the Seeker Chariot and the Hell Flayer are in the same kit. Because when I looked online, you could only order a Seeker Chariot. Okay. Okay. Uh, the difference is the Seeker Chariot, where the wheels would be, is those the the, is the blades. The blades. And it's the two Seekers pulling a normal Chariot. The Hellflayer is on a Chariot base turned sideways. Right. And so you've got the two Seekers with riders on them all the way on the far edge. So you've got all this open middle spot. And instead of a full-on Chariot, it's just got a little place for them to stand. And it's... All the blades. It's like a thresher. It's all the way across oh, the right. entire hundred millimeters of blades. So this is called the Hell Flayer. The fluff behind this is fantastic, by the way. I love it this. is pretty good. It's a lot of the sprays was, of blood. It was and... for Slanesh's garden. Hmm. It was, but they would do if he, they were being punished, and then the, they, they stole it, and took it to it battle, and realized yeah. that it's an amazing weapon. Um, so you've got a, a basic chariot and then this hell flare, which is going wide instead of deep. Um, and then that's what the the exalted seeker chariot, basically, If you when I looked at it there, yeah. it's the two of them put together. Okay. Now so you, you need the two kits then to get the... Well, here's the thing, and I don't know one. what the hell white... I don't know what the hell GW is doing with this. You can order for a limited time only an exalted seeker chariot. So they actually have a kit, which basically is ex- is exactly double the cost of one Seeker Chariot mm-hmm. that you can make this. Now, I don't know if there's special bits or parts, or maybe it just comes with a special base that this comes with. But basically, if you look at it, if you look at the pictures, and folks, you can go find these pictures online, but if you look at the picture of the Hell Flayer in the, in the picture there, yep. take that, but then put in front of it two more Seekers. So it's got four seekers, and instead of riders, mm-hmm. it's four seekers pulling the Hellflayer with the full chariot with the riders on it. Right. So it's basically the two kits. It's it, it's it's the it's the regular chariot and the Hellflayer kind of combined. So, 
pretty cool. You know, the one thing I worry about is uh, some of these riders have, like, the the whips with the hooks at the end of them. Yeah. Those I can see snapping off, you know, right away. Oh, that's going to get... Well, look at the look at the, uh, look at the picture of the Hellflare. The uh, the sidebars with the sides, look how far those stick out past the yeah, base. That's they're pretty I mean, that's, that's going to... Well, yeah. If you get charged in the flank, it's going to be a huge honking pain in the butt right. to get those models right. up there. It does stick out really far. But it is cool. I like how, what they're doing with the different base, uh, the, the chariot base that you normally see going in lengthwise. And, yeah. And turn, they're literally turning... Turning that on its side. Things on its side. Well, and the thing is, when you looked at the one, the Hellflare, uh, the pictures that I took of the, uh, not the Hellflare, but the Exalted, is on a huge round base. Mm -hmm. So it's like for the 40K base. Right. So I don't know what they're going to do for it, because I don't think it'll all fit on a chariot base. There might be two chariot bases. Yeah, I don't know. But then that would be a 150 by 100, which is the Arachnorok base. So I think that's what it's going to be. Oh, man, that'll be huge. But it's a big, it's a big model. Huge. That's a big chariot. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it is two chariots, uh, you know, basically put yeah, together. Sure. So now they do have some cool special rules. I do kind of like this. Um, well, they're, they're, they seem like they specialize in shredding infantry, right? True uh-huh. to form with Slanesh yes. infantry. Well, the Hellflayer basically has one special rule. It's because it's a chariot. It's got armor piercing, poisoned attacks for the steeds. Um, but basically with the impact hits, it gets its D6, and I'm assuming it's it looks like it's got scythe wheels. It, it would only make sense that they do. That it would have scythe. But basically, if the Hellflayer causes one or more unsaved wounds with its impact hits, the Alluris, which is the the uh, the, the character, character riding it, she gets an extra attack that turn for as many unsaved wounds as the impact hits does. So she already starts off with four. Mm-hmm. Although, they, although they're only strength four. Well, yeah, they're Slanesh. Right. So it's... Uh, the chariot itself is not. But now that exalted secret chariot also has eight wounds, toughness four, armor piercing, poisoned attacks on the steeds. Oh, weapons and armor, scythes. Yep. yep. So the... Oh, they all have scythes uh, once you look under their listing. So it is D6 plus one for the all of them except for the exalted secret chariot, okay. which is two D6 plus one. Uh, initiative five. Basically, it's it's all the exact same stats as the regular chariot except... You get double the uh, double the wounds. Correct. You know so. what's really nice on these is the movement ten. Yeah, that's uh, putting pressure on a flank really quick. Yeah, I mean your chariot has only got like you said the the I mean it can't march, but but you're moving ten. Yeah, it's halfway up the board on your first move. If you're not charging turn two, heck, if they move too close, you could get a turn one charge off if they pull up their army. Oh yeah, too close to you. Um. The Hellflayer and the Exalted Chariot are rare choices, mm-hmm. but the uh, regular Chariot is a is a special choice. What did you think of the uh, the the big guy, the Soul Grinder? Well, I have one. I have one. Like when okay. I bought my demons used, well, what, do you I got think one? The, what do you think of them bringing that over into fantasy? Uh, if you're gonna say that the warp, there's no time in the warp, and it's it's a time. I mean. I, I suppose it could show up at any time in any place. Well, yeah, but then so could a Titan by that logic. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I mean, but the, we're just talking demons now because right. they're the only things that come through the warp. You're not going to bring out something from some other. Well, army. that's the thing. The, this uh, soul grinder is half of it's mechanical. Yeah. Right. I mean, so. does it fit in fantasy? No, not necessarily. Christopher, I was talking with Christopher about this the yeah. other day, and he said it best. 
it looks like they needed a they wanted a big monster that could do a lot of shooting to add a shooting thing to mm-hmm. the demons and somebody got lazy and phoned it in. <laughs> That's what he said. Jeez. We could invent something new, or we could just sell this thing we've already got. You know, as a model, it is it is cool. Yeah. Does it fit into fantasy, the, the theme of fantasy? Eh, it's well, you debatable. know, we've got steam tanks and everything like that, and if you right. paint it up that well, way. Well, aren't, aren't demon blood crushers also mechanical? Yeah. So. I mean, eh. I don't... You know, everyone looks at it and knows it's a 40K model, so I think you kind of look at it and go, oh, what are you bringing a 40K model in? Right. Not that you dislike 40K even, but it just does it belong here. Does it fit in the theme? I, I don't it have a problem debatable. with it. The rules for it are kind of interesting, though. It's a 250-point model, so it's not cheap, um, but it's got some pretty cool upgra- upgrades. Expensive upgrades. Yes. Now, it can move and shoot any of its weapons, but it can't march and shoot, which is nice. It's got a four-up armor save. Um, now, here's this rule. This rule Before it attacks, pick one model in base contact. It has to pass an initiative test. If it passes, it's fine. If it fails it, all other attacks the Soul Grinder makes against that model this turn hit automatically. So you don't have a choice. Yeah, I pick a model before I do my attacks, and if you don't pass an initiative test... All attacks have to go against them. No, it doesn't say that. It says any attacks the Soul Grinder makes against that model to hit automatically. Oh, I see. Okay. So if you're in a challenge... It's not a character, though, is it? So you couldn't challenge... No, it's a monster. Um, But if you... I mean, you can direct your attacks. Yeah, it's okay. It's interesting. It's interesting, but once again, if you're attacked, like say, but let's say a unit charges it and it's got a character in it, you can pick that character because you're on the you're going to be on a huge base. But aren't most characters that are in that situation aren't they going to have pretty good initiative? Probably, if a low initiative character, knowing that what this thing does, you know, you're not going to charge. Uh, if you're playing dwarfs and you get a charge off into the dwarf general's unit, his initiative is, I think, three or four. And dwarves are low. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm just saying, it, you know, it's, it's, it's gimmicky. But then again, you can also pick if, a champion. You know, I mean, there are other things. Sure. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of demon spells that can lower your initiative, aren't there? Aren't there demon spells that lower initiative? There, there are different uh, orcs and goblins have that spell. I mean, so, there yeah, are ways it, to it make this happen. work. You uh, know, mi- miasma certainly. Right. Um, it's got a harvester cannon, and it doesn't list. It says this allows the soul fire. Their soul grinder to fire grape shot. If a misfire is rolling the artillery dice, it suffers a wound with no saves of any kind right. instead of rolling on the chart. What's really cool are the upgrades. They're like 50 to 55 points each, so suddenly it's costing you 300. But basically, you can pick something that follows the rules for a fire thrower. So you could just right. you know, throw the template. Uh, once again, if you roll a misfire, it just takes a wound. There's no chart. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also got the phlegm bombardment, which is a stone thrower, which, if you misfire, takes a wound. <laughs> <laughs> you can get warp gaze, uh, which is like a bolt thrower. thrower. So basically, you can kit this out to be... It's got a grape shot cannon it, to start with. Right. And then you can buy, if you want to, a flamethrower, a, a, phlegm, a, a, stone thrower, a stone thrower, or a bolt or thrower. A bolt thrower. Uh, it's also got the Demon Bone Claw, which is cheap, and it can ex- put all of its attacks into one attack that is resolved at strength 10, multiple mm-hmm. wounds, D6. So then you have a close combat attack that basically has the same rules as a cannon. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's 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 cool. I can see that being used against, you know, low-initiative monsters. 
that sort of thing. Does a steam tank use the initiative of the crew? We will use the highest initiative so in the unit. The yeah. yeah, so... Yeah, it is. Uh, it is neat. You know, if you've got one, it's and I think that is the Arachnorox-sized base, but also turned on its side. Uh, yeah. Okay. But then, and the, when you look at that, it's only weapon skill three, but it's uh, six wounds, strength six, toughness seven, with four attacks. So it's another, and it, it is demonic, so it does have the five up ward save. Yeah. So and it's got a four up armor save. So yeah, it's not bad. Um, the only other thing are the flamers and the screamers. Now, did they get cheaper? Flamers got more expensive by 10 points. Oh, they were 30 points before? Flamers were 35. Okay, so they got a few points more expensive. They went up by 5 points. And they also got moved from rare to special. Yep. Um, they went down from... They used to be strength 5, right? Correct. Now they're strength 4. So they got more expensive and they got a little, a little worse. But here's the thing. Um, strength 4. There's still multiple shots D6. Uh, basically, the one thing that they gave them was something called Warp Flame. And this is kind of interesting. On any turn where uh, the, a unit suffered one or more unsaved wounds from an attack from their, their shooting attack, roll a D6. On a 6, they take D3 more wounds with no armor saves. But if you roll a 1, they get regen 6 for the rest of the game. What do you think of that? I like it. Yeah. I like, you know, I, but I'm a fan of these little... The things that make them unique and interesting. Things that give the flavor. Yeah. Basically, what they're saying is if you look at the flamers, they do all sorts of weird stuff, and it's warp fire. It's not real fire. Mm-hmm. So you never know what it's going to do. It's on you. It could do more damage, or it could... It could help you. Yeah. You never know the mutating powers of the warp. It of might chaos. be something you like. Uh, you know, I like that because it's, it is very chaotic. Yeah. In, in, it's like the Joker says, uh, he's an agent I'm of chaos. Agent of chaos. The chaos is fair. <laughs> it's right? Chaos, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. I mean, you got you got a one in six chance of it hurting you, and you got a one in six chance of hey, now I got a regen six for the rest of the game. Yeah. And here's the thing: if you already have regen, it adds one to all regeneration saving throws for the remainder of the game. Now, like with the vampires, it says up to a limit of four with the mortis engine. And oh, stuff. so you could get a three up regen if you have straight up regen. Nice. And this thing rolls a one. You got a three up regen for the rest of the game. I wonder if this is indicative of the rut of the chaos book when it comes out. The demon book, getting a lot of these sort of random chaotic things added to them for flavor. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering how much they're going to change because they they put three new units in, the three chariots. Then they brought in the soul grinder, and then they got the two units that they've changed. Yeah, Yeah, the vampire book gave us two things, the zombie dragon and the terror geist. Mm -hmm. When White Dwarf did it, you know, last year when they put that out. Um, and there was a lot more changes in the book than obviously just these two new models, and a lot more new models as well. Sure. So I'm wondering if I mean this, if this is just the tip of the iceberg, this is going to be. Um, I, I like it. I think uh, you know it'll maybe bring them back to the pack in terms of power level a little bit, uh-huh. but make it more fun to play in terms of the different chaotic. Well, and I'm also that I'm also wondering if if these are going to be the final rules. I would think so. The Terrorgeist rules and the White Dwarf were the final rules, weren't they? Yeah, but my only uh, what I'm questioning is like because I mean people already said is like because right now it just has demonic, which we all know what demonic means. But people are asking if demonic is going to basically work change like, if it's going to actually change if it's oh, gonna yeah be, they could they could very well do that you know so there's there's a lot of things that could still happen to change right. with the units. You know, I know a lot of us are still hoping that there's going to be changes that adjust to sure. mixing marks and stuff like that. 
because um, there is nothing that says in here about anything like with the soul grinders. With you know, a lot of the stuff, you used to be able to put marks on it. Right. There's nothing about marks in here or anything like that. But it's still a pretty darn cool uh, bit of new rules. Uh, the only other one that's left is the screamers. Well, before we move on to the screamers, oh. the the one note on flamers is they no longer have the minus one for the multi multiple shots. Or ignore minus one for multiple shots. Uh, shooting weapon, eighteen inch multiple shots, D six. You're right; it doesn't say that. Yeah. So, but their ballistic skill is still four. Flamers have a ballistic skill of five, and a pyrocaster it says has a four. Yeah, that's, what the hell that's, is a pyrocaster? That's if you go back to the uh, our, uh, the, the is that a, oh, that's, the army listing, it's yeah. it's flipped again. So that's so probably I, a mistake. Yeah, the champion should have a ballistic skill five. Okay, so they're hitting on threes normally, but they'd be hitting on fours with multiple shots. Oh, long range. So it, you're right; it doesn't say that. Yeah. So that does change them a little bit. Uh, well, and I wonder is that going to? I mean, is that going to stay, or is that something that you might see in the book that's going to come up and say it doesn't? Only time will tell. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying because it got more expensive, and they've taken a bunch of things away. Now they've put it in the special slot, so you could take more units and you could take more of them. Right now, do you think? Would you take? Do you think players would take more of them since they can now? You might have to to make up for the fact that. You're hit, getting hit by by that for that minus one. For Possibly shots. the unit size is still only three to six. Yeah, you could take however many points are allowed. You could take three units of six instead of two units of six. Yeah. I mean, the other point is they're a little more expensive, and there's other special choices you might be wanting to take. Right. So, yeah, who knows? You know, but like I said, moving them around is does make it interesting you know i i it, it i mean it really switches up how the army build is going to work just by moving what slot they're in well you have to make room in the rare slot for these new new shiny toys right? exactly exactly okay so screamers kind of got i mean they're really different flamers didn't change nearly as much as screamers flamers seem to get a bit of a nerf but they seem to be also in everybody's army weren't they yeah oh, for sure so but okay screamers went up five points i think we said uh, they were 30, so they went up 10 points. They went up 10 points. But for that, they went up one pip of strength, one pip of toughness, an extra wound, and three attacks as opposed to one attack. You can also take them in units of three plus. As opposed to just three, three to, to six. six. So you can have bigger units. Um, here's what's interesting. Um, they used to fly over, and they did. What did they do when they would fly over a unit? If They, they, used, they used to do a strength five automatic hit. And now they do D three strength four attacks per le- per, per per model, model. That, so, that hit on a four plus. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they always hit on a four plus. So that's actually is, is that better? Would you rather have an automatic strength five or chances for multiple strength four? Well, yeah, you got to bet heavy to win heavy. <laughs> what does that mean? Which way are you I'll betting? take, dude. I'll take the D three strength four hits, especially if I got a unit of five or six of these things flying over. You can get anywhere from six. Uh, they only won't. Uh, I don't know. Because you have to roll to hit with them. You have those. to roll to hit on them. I've, maybe if you take a, a unit large enough and you're rolling a lot of dice to get a lot of. I don't know. Maybe. Eh. I don't know. If I'm maybe sold that on is these. a nerf. I mean, it's weird because it, it's a nerf with the potential to be better than the original. If you roll well. Yeah, if you roll well. They, they also you, made these attacks no longer flaming, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's, they took it out. I don't. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, they do have this new thing called Lamprey's Bite, though. And in close combat, attacks a screamer makes against a model with a large target special rule have multiple wounds D3 special rule. So against big monsters, so big griblies. They would have three attacks. If, let's say if you hit with all three, you're doing three D3 wounds. Yeah. 
That's strength four to it. And a unit of, let's say, ten. Yeah, a unit of ten. If you get a, I mean, even if you had just a unit of six, you get a bunch of attacks in, and uh, that's a, a funny mental image. Like six of these things, like latching onto a giant or something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's weird. They've, I don't. Are, maybe they're balanced. Who knows? I mean. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I mean, they've gotten a little more expensive, and they've gotten some other extra rules. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, for the extra the extra wound, the extra strength, the extra toughness, that's worth the points right there. That alone might make them worth it. Yeah. yeah. And so, the fact that you could take more than three or th- three more than six, six yeah. for a unit. I don't know. Maybe you see a horde of these things flying around. Uh, flying makes some skirmishers, so you'd have to play with the base. I hate playing with the bases. Right. But, I mean, those are the models. And those are the, I mean, those are the, I mean, this is good stuff. I I like, you know, I wish they would do more of this kind of. In the past year, we've seen the rules for the terror geist and the zombie dragon. We've seen them redo the rules for the power scroll, Mm -hmm. which, by the way, that doesn't, you don't see that that often anymore. Once in a blue moon, but you're right. You don't see it often. Yeah. they, They took away another one plus. Yeah. Which everyone seemed to have. Then you had a whole Sisters of Battle Codex show up over two issues of White Dwarf. Okay. And now you've got this. Um, you know, they're... Give us give us more. Are they know? listening? I mean, it seems like they're <laughs> doing things we actually like. Maybe. You know, I don't buy White Dwarfs very often just because, you know, not that I dislike it or anything. I just... It's not in my budget usually. But right. when, I, when I heard this was coming out, I'm like, oh, I have to get this. I have to find out what the new Demon Filth is. I actually didn't even wait for my issue to show up. I went to UGG and picked one up. I'm like, we'll just have two. Yeah, this, just for the record, it. I got mine before yours. You did, because I walked in like, Chris, you already showed up and picked up his. I'm like, ah. In fact, I was going to take your copy. <laughs> Leave me a different copy. Ha ha, this one isn't yours. <laughs> right on the... I've claimed your stuff. <laughs> so... But that's the that's the new rule, and this is like I said, all this stuff is going to be out by the time this episode airs. Yep. So all these models are available. I'm really wondering because I know the uh, I'm wondering when these rules are going to be if they're going to be available as PDFs or anything like that. Because okay. you, are the, you talking about the new rules? Well, yeah, because the VC book completely sold out once the people found out there were new rules in it, and I'm assuming this is going to sell out as well. You mean the the issue of White Dwarf? The issue of White oh. Dwarf. Um, and, Probably. I mean, demons are pretty popular, and this yeah. is both 40K and fantasy. So. Exactly. And like I said, and this is the new rules. People are going to want to know the new rules. How to play with and against it. Yeah. So, I don't think so. Maybe when my white dwarf shows up, I'll throw that one up on eBay. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> you opportunist. Uh, what are you going to do? I got to do what I got to do. So let's see. what The other stuff that's coming out, um, we didn't talk about... Um, some other new models. Now, the Flamers and Screamers actually got new models. You know, the Screamer models I actually like a lot. I do, too. Um, they look a lot like the old ones. They're just more detailed. They're, yeah. They're just better. We're fine. Uh, I think the Flamer models look a little better, too. I mean, you read about them, and they're just this weird undulating... Ma- I th- you know what they really remind me of? What's that? Shoggoths from HP Lovecraft. If you read stuff from H.P. Lovecraft, like At the Mountains of Madness, okay. they're just these weird things that sort of take on whatever shape or form you that fear? they need to be. Oh, okay. Um, they're just basically big mounds of flesh and open mouths in weird spots. Okay, and teeth well, if that's and, the case, then it's dead on. Yeah. yeah. And, but now they've got flame on them. There's like more flames. I mean, they look a lot like the old models, just mm-hmm. more detail. Yeah, agree. Um, if you like them, you still will. If you don't, you probably you won't. still won't. Um, what do you think of those nurglings? I I like them. I do too. Some people didn't. Little mountains 
little pyramids full of these little fat, chubby, mm-hmm. smiling demons. And Harrison noticed this. He says, all the plague bears and the nurglings are smiling. I'm like, because everybody loves Papa yeah, Nurgle. Yeah, they, they, it's happy, right? They're, they are. They're happy like the happy time. They're, they're my favorite. Of the, they're like the happy little demons. You know what would be hilarious is a big mob of nurglings fighting a, like a big horde of uh, snotlings. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a slap fest. <laughs> um, the plague bears are coming out too. They got finally plastic plague bears. Twenty nine bucks for ten of them. Uh, you know, I thought the previous edition ones looked a little bit more menacing. To, to they, my they, opinion, these models look very, took a step back. They look very similar. I mean, they're not that much different. Now they've got the big mouths opening in their bellies. I don't know maybe if they had the, that before. Maybe it's the smile. They're smiling. They're happy. I just I like them. I'm just happy that they're plastic because I don't own any. Sure. Because at this point, the metals, the boxes of five metals are like 33 bucks. Oh, for it's, five. it is pricey. You know, I did dabble with a demon army years back, and you're right. They were expensive. But yeah. I really enjoyed the, the Plague Bearer sculpts. Yeah. The previous edition ones. This, I haven't seen these in person, so well, I maybe did, I'll I did post the pictures on my Twitter account so you can go look at them yep. on your computer when you get home. But See, to me, it's a world of difference. But... We can agree to disagree. I'm saying you can mix them up with the old more ones easily, a little more yeah, easily yeah. and get away with it. Um, the Blue Scribes model is gorgeous. That was neat. That thing is really cool. That thing, I don't even know if I'd ever field it. I actually didn't. I looked at Harris and I go, is, is that a thing? Like, there's no, it's no a character. It's a hero like, in the demon book. Yeah, yeah. I just I don't know enough about the demon book. to. I know I have the army, but I don't have all the... I, I just right. really never looked into it that much. Um, so the the blue scribes is a gorgeous model. It's forty bucks, but I saw it up close, and it's really it's cool. You know, if you put in perspective, forty bucks for the model for what it is, uh-huh. it's pretty expensive. So you're it really is. paying for access to the rules that he provides. Yeah, which are pretty good. Yeah, honestly, that's one that I don't even know that because I, I, I looked it up and I I looked up the rules mm-hmm. and. Um, Basically, there's the two of them. They each give you one special ability, but they're right. really not all that great. But I might just want to get the model to paint it. Just to use it. Just yeah. to have just the to model. Because it is well detailed. Of course, I've been really good. The last few months, I've had money just like... I, every time I show up to UGG, I'm like looking at the models, and it's like, there's nothing I need. I have stuff to build at home. I've been really good at not picking anything up. But uh, so, But this is one that I looked at and said, I'd really like... It looks like it'd be one. fun to paint. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Looks cool. And, oh, and don't forget, pack of skulls. <laughs> they got the big mound of skulls, the little mound of skulls, and lots of individual skulls for thirteen twenty-five Skulls, yeah, coming out of your skulls. <laughs> He's got skulls coming out of Vazu. <laughs> and that's pretty much all the new stuff that's coming out. Soul Grinder we've already talked about. Yeah, yeah. Soul Grinder's coming out. I, I think it's just a repackaging. I don't know if they're going to add anything in to make maybe the metal parts more fantasy-centered. You know, if, if you're a fan of the Soul Grinder rules but not the model, it's an opportunity for some good conversion. Scratch built sure. stuff. Yeah, so. as long as you know the base size, you could totally you know make your own. That's it. Heck, a lot of people have been using soul grinder parts to do conversions to other things. Sure. So now something else to make a soul grinder. Maybe you could do like an Arachnorok base with the the body of the demon on top or something. The body of the demon with the with the other legs. Yeah, that might work. Spider legs would actually work really well as opposed to mechanical mechanical legs. legs. If you if the mechanical legs are really throwing off your game, right? So, all right, let's take a break. Uh, quick break. We've been talking for a while. Take a break. Come back and then uh, garage manager section. Okay, sounds good. 
Chaos Rock Superstore. Chaos Rock Superstore. That's right, folks. Chaos Rock Superstore. Your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to, because at Chaos Org Superstore, what you see is what you get. Chaos Org Superstore. And we are back. Uh, folks, uh, before we continue, I just want to remind you that we do have voicemail, and uh, you are free to call up and uh, leave us a voicemail, tell us what you think about a show. What's the number, David? It is 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 757-GARAGE-HAMMER-SHOW-6. I'm always, I love getting voicemails from listeners. I do. And uh, if, if, they're, if they're good, we put them on the show, so... It's a way if you want to if you want to you know be on there. Is there or, a message from you like, hey, this is David from, from Garage Hammer. Leave a message after the beep. Actually, I I let the. Uh, oh, you don't even do a personalized message. The master engineer wanted to do oh, it. Oh, gotcha. The master okay. engineer lets you leave a message. Well, the next time you talk to the master engineer, tell him he did a good job. Okay, I will. Okay. <laughs> hey, this is Jerry from the Cobra Kai Club here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're uh, calling today for a tournament update regarding Southern Assault 2, which will be happening October 6th and 7th in Cornelius, North Carolina, which is about 10 miles north of Charlotte. We had a pretty successful first year, and we're looking to develop uh, the Southeast states with uh, great tournaments and that are fun and enjoyable. Um, Southern Assault will be five rounds using a 20-nil system, and we'll be using the Swedish system of comp, where uh, no models are banned, but you can score your own comp. It's a throwback to the uh, old GTs, um, where we'll also include a knowledge quiz uh, as a part of the uh, scoring. Um, painting, battle, knowledge, sports, they're all going to play a uh, part in overall. Um, so come on, join the fun. It'll be a good time. The rules pack and forum can be found at warnc.com. Uh, the prizes last year for overall general hobbyist painting, sports, and team all uh, exceeded over $100 in gift cards for GW product along with the trophies. And as a bonus, anybody from uh, surrounding states or even outside the region who wants to show up to Southern Assault, we have no problem uh, granting uh, discounted admission from uh, players interested in seeing what the uh, Southern United States is about and our tournament scene's about to kind of grow our hobby down here. So uh, if you're interested, War NC, sign up uh, on the forum and just start a, uh, a topic saying you're interested in showing up, either myself or Dan Rothrock, uh, our other tournament organizer, will contact you, and we'll see if we can work out a deal, see if you can enjoy the fun. All right, thanks again, Dave. Enjoy the new format, and uh, keep it going strong, bro. Thanks. Bye. The other thing is, if you do a shout-out, you are more than welcome to send me a voice, an email saying, I left my shout-out on voicemail. I want to do it myself. So you can call up and leave your shout-out nice. on the voicemail. Uh, okay, that's about it. So let's get on to the garage manager section. So, Chris, uh, what uh, modeling have you been doing? You know, I've hobbying. been uh, filling out units to get them up to, you know, horde level. Okay. In anticipation for things like Screw City GT. So, you know, I'll have like 30 squigs, squig herders, so I'll need another 10. Wow. You know, I have um, 12 trolls. You know, I need another 
Squigs are still six. All, are they come into blisters? Are they? They're still metal. Well, I take that back. I think they are fine cast, but they come in blisters. Okay, but I mean, is it a blister in a little box of five, or do they come in blisters of five? I think they it's come uh, five, right? Yeah, they Three come in squigs five. and two herders. Well, well, you can direct order five squigs. Okay. So, so mostly filling things out, you know. And that's not a cheap unit, though. Then is no, it? it's not. It's not. I'd love to see some plastic squigs. I mean, I know they did the fine cast. I, it's not a. It's not an anti fine cast thing. I would just. Right. I don't understand why they don't make boxes of ten of those with like. That people would buy it. Oh, no kidding. I, yeah, I don't understand why either. I mean, honestly, the only reason when I did play in seventh, when I was playing orcs and goblins, the only reason I didn't take big units of squig herders was because they're expensive. I couldn't afford squigs. Yeah. I mean, I think I have like ten. I got them as gifts. I actually asked for them as like Christmas presents and stuff. Yeah, I have my unit up to thirty squigs and ten herders. Yeah, but I, I mean, even using a uh, unit filler. So f- instead of four squigs, I have the. Uh, the goblin riding the giant squig okay. to take up some some of the space there. So that's, that's, that's yeah, mostly it. I've been kind of what I call um, hobby hopscotching. <laughs> so I'll, I'll think of a list and think, oh, this is great. This is my list. And I'll work on some stuff, and then I'll play a game or I'll change my mind uh-huh. and shift gears. Like, okay, this unit I no longer need. Time to start painting this. So I hear you. Yeah, that's uh, a little annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh what else? Anything else? Anything besides the squigs you've been working on since uh, last episode? Gosh, it's, it's been squigs. It's been trolls. It's been savage orc boar boys. Uh, you know, a couple characters, some chariots, a lot of lot of different things all over the place. So, uh, once the Screw City GT comes around in September, um, hopefully I'll be up and running fully a hundred percent painted for that. Well, and you're working on it right now too. So you've got a month, right? A little over a month. Another giant. A hundred goblins. If I go that route, uh, are you are you are you thinking about possibly the double giant? Oh, that's that's a done deal. Oh, that's a done deal. Oh yeah, that's that's awesome. It's just a matter of what am I going to fill it around around it. You know, okay. I just want to sidetrack here. Screw City GT for people who aren't in the Midwest is run by Alex Gonzalez, and Alex has for the last couple of years run Core Comp. Well, he he ran Core Comp, uh, and he doesn't uh, Core Comp for anyone who doesn't know. Used to be a tournament he ran back in seventh, where you had to take at least forty percent core. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just forced you to to, to work, uh, do it that way. He was basically trying to move away from big power lists and forcing trying you to, to take yeah, other force things. you to scale down your armies. That, now, for some armies, it worked better than others. Yeah, demons, warriors. Yeah, still pretty good core. They're right? still pretty good core, but I mean, whatever. Just sure. if, if you know, you don't have to play the tournament if you don't want right. to. We really enjoyed it because, and he did put, I mean, I remember there's a picture on the website for core competency of that really angry looking clown holding mm-hmm. that big stick. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is what's going to, it's like, it actually says, don't bring a beat stick to this tournament. Right. It, you know, and now he's got Screw City GT, which I haven't seen anything saying it has to be a fluffy tournament. He's just saying it's 3,000 points, no grand armies, right? Correct. And he doesn't feel the need. In fact, the reason there is no more core comp because he felt eighth edition. You didn't need to police anything. Police it as much. Yeah. yeah. In, in fact, uh, the game. Screw City is allowing special characters. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's got some scenarios which may play a factor into things somehow, but he hasn't released those. But he typically likes to do some pretty wonky stuff with his scenarios. So we'll see what he does. Yeah, he does. In fact, I remember the one where you had to get the book for the Necronomicon, and you had to, if you knew the yep. line that Bruce Campbell said right. in Evil Dead Three, you got a bonus point. What was that line? Plateau Barada Nikto, which is actually oh, that's from uh, 
Yes, it's from the day the Earth yeah, stood yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Which is why, if you're watching, I remember seeing that in the theater with some of my friends at college. I'd gone away, and they were, you know, considerably younger than I was. They didn't get it, and they had no idea what that. <laughs> so I'm laughing like, "Why is that funny?" I'm like, that's from that. So interesting. Yeah. So it's, it's funny because I've been seeing on Twitter a lot of people talking about going to Screw City GT, yeah. and there has become this. Now we all know Alex prefers, and now. Alex actually, like, he takes all goblin armies. He hates orcs. He loves goblins. Right. Um, he likes the armies that are the underdogs. He plays fluffier, softer lists. lists. Softer he doesn't lists. like to, yeah, min-max. I mean, what did he take to bits? Didn't he take... Uh, he took ogres with no Mornfang, no, no iron, iron blasters. blasters. He, yeah, he... Yeah, he's right. he's the type of guy who he'll take what he... You know, he'll pick an army and he'll he'll... Look for what he likes. No, well, I think he's also concerned about how much fun is it to play against. Yeah, and um, it's funny because I'm 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 listening to this Twitter chat, and yeah. everyone is basically saying, "Hey, let's take soft lists. I'm planning on taking this. I'm let's you know let's play for fun. Let's right. see what kind of weird things we could take that you never see." Are, now, are you seeing that a lot on Twitter? Because some of the lists that I see on Twitter are pretty. No, I mean, like, I know, I know Relian was like, yeah, screw that. <laughs> if I'm yeah, coming all the right. way for this, I'm taking stuff that's going to be. But I know Domus was talking about taking a fluffier list. I mean, it was like, and th- it was just for like the one day there was this weird sort of everyone like, yeah, I'm in. I'm taking. Right. Well, the proof is in the pudding. We'll see what yeah. everyone has the day I, the tournament I just happens. spoke to Grant today, and I'm not going to give away his list because that's not my place. Sure. But uh, would you say that it's a soft list? I don't think there is a soft list on an ogre army because I think they're really good. I think that what he told me he was taking, it's definitely not the net list. And, you know, with my rage recently about playing against all these push it forward ogre armies, he does not have a push it forward ogre army. Interesting. It's that is a list I told him. I said, I would not only enjoy playing that list, I would enjoy playing against it. Win or lose, getting smashed. If I if I walked up to a table at a tournament and they said ogres, I went, oh, ogres. And then I saw what he had, I'd be like, okay, this is going to be fun. This is going to be, because it's different. Well, I wonder if that's maybe the spirit of this tournament. Uh, you know, people have fun playing against this list. They're not necessarily meant to win with it, but it'll be fun to play with it and against it. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, so I'm, uh, I'm so sad I can't make it because it's... Everyone, everyone who's I, everyone who I personally know who's going, yeah. is taking these suboptimal, weird, combinations. weird combinations. Yeah. Hey, let me try this. The the fun about that is, it personally, going up a, uh, when I when I walk up to the table is, I don't you know I know what to expect when I see three Morn Fangs and two Iron Blasters. I know what this list is. Right. I know what I have to do to try and beat it. Whether I can or not is a different thing. But sure. I know what I have to do. When you walk up and, you know, now this is not Grant's list or any other list, but, you know, you walk up and suddenly the guy's rocking out a bunch of yetis. <laughs> right. And he's got, and you're like, wait, what? You have what? Yeah. You know, I've got a Stonehorn and a Thunder Tusk. No, I didn't take the Mornfang. I took the big other monsters. There's nothing soft about a Stonehorn or a oh, Thunder Tusk. It's because you don't see it often, so you don't know what it is. But exactly. It, it's suddenly, this guy's playing a straight, it, it's not the, okay, I'm looking at, it's like, and plus, it's just fun to see different things across the table. Yeah. I think that that's the case with, with Giants. It's been so long, I think, since people have seen them. Yeah. People don't use them. They have this kind of stigma of being suboptimal. But when you see one, it's like, whoa, whoa what does it do? Every army now is getting these large creatures, though, yeah. that are large targets. And Giants do surprisingly 
have surprisingly effective attacks. Well, that they're uh, a leadership ten, stubborn. Yep. Right. They got six wounds, so even if they take a cannon shot, you have to roll a six to kill it. Right. Not going to happen all the time. I mean, against infantry, it can die a death of a thousand cuts, but against a big gribbly, especially if you can get off where it manages to get its attack first, mm-hmm. if you can roll up, I mean, you did it with Christopher against yeah, us. Yeah, If it fails an initiative test, it'll take 2d6 wounds, no armor save. Yeah. Which is pretty good. There's well, that, the, the goblin spell that lowers the... Uh, the target's initiative, uh-huh. so you pop it with that, and then follow up with giant attacks. So it's yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, combo. it's it's a random attack. I mean, he might just yell and ball, which right. ends the combat, and you win by two. But ending the combat and you win by two—that's not necessarily a bad thing if they yeah. uh, if they break and run, you know, suddenly. Yeah. So so, I, so to bring it back, that yeah. that encapsulates my modeling orc and goblin. Ones. Okay, so yeah, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> a little I'm, off I'm, track there. Yeah, we got way off track, but it's just like I just love the the idea of taking giants. I don't have an army that right now that can take them, mm-hmm. and I have one. I built one because I was all excited when I started playing with orcs and goblins right. in seventh to take them, and it's like seeing them back on the table. I just it. It, makes it, is, me happy. it is fun. It makes you feel young again. Yeah. <laughs> it takes you back to the days of old. Huh? Yeah, it takes you back to five <laughs> years ago. Oh, but that's that. So my uh, modeling, I've been, you know, fixing up, still still putting some eyes and mouths on my zombies. Eyes and mouths, okay. But I did stop to build a terrorgeist because after Invasion Kenosha, I, yeah, I need one of these on the table when I play my list. It's such a, uh, a presence on the, on the table because it's such a great-looking model, and it's huge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool, and it does really well. It didn't do so well for me. In the game we played, right. which people will hear about, but that's because I have no idea how to use it right now. Well, it's your first time ever using yeah. it, right? Um, but it is—it's it was a fun model to paint. It's—I still have to put the one wing on. That's so I've been—I've been painting it in sections. What are you planning on doing with the base? Uh, I'm not certain. I have. I actually, you know, uh, GW has that uh, special that box of basing stuff they have okay. with the rocks and the slate. I might add a few more rocks. I might add some other. I'm not. I'm not certain. I was actually going to ask you for some advice. You, if you, had you know, an idea. looking at because it's sitting here, right here on the table in front of us. Looking at it right now, what I can easily see, uh-huh. you, you've got it crawling on a bunch of rocks that are jutting out. Yeah, that's it, yeah, that's the, what it yeah, comes yeah, with. Yeah. yeah, right. And then underneath, it's got a big open space. I can easily see like the remnants of like a horse corpse with the 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 guts being. Oh really? Yeah, it's like strands of meat and sinew still coming from the. Horse attached to the mouth of the thing. Cut up a calf. I've got so many calf models. I mean, it'd be pretty grisly, but it'd be kind of neat. That's what I would do. That could be a good idea. Yeah, maybe I'll try that then. That'll be fun. And it'll be something to do because I wasn't certain what to do with it, but that might be a really good idea yeah, too. I think it's yeah, dramatic effect. Cool. Cool. So I'm going to give that a try. But uh, I built one. I may build another. <laughs> You cheese ball player. I have another. How, how does that sound soundbite go? Cheesy combo. <laughs> Enter cheesy combo soundbite here. Cheesy cheesy combo. No, you should. Well, I mean, I bought two because I was going to build a zombie dragon and a terror geist, but I don't see myself. I've never go twin geist. I've never built a list and said I really want to take a zombie dragon. Exactly. I've never said I really want to take a zombie dragon. Having taken the terror guys just once and having it taken against me and whoop my sorry brack ass. Now that you see what it can do. Yeah, it's. Uh, I definitely want one in there. So that's that's me for the modeling. Nice. Um, yeah, that's it. So reading. Have you done anything other than just 
Mm-mm. Okay, I finished the Gotrek and Phoenix, uh, Gotrek and Phoenix, Gotrek and Felix anthology. Okay, it was great. Once again, a bunch of stories. Uh, you know, uh, another story. I read a great. They had a Gracier Thankful story in there, and he was a character who was first came up in the Gotrek and Felix stories. Okay, um, they're not even in that damn story. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but it's it's funny because, like I said, it's authors from authors writing. From the Gotrek and Felix stories, and he's a character from okay. there. Um, it was actually a really great story, which it, it, there was a tenuous link to Gotrek. Someone told him they saw Gotrek and Felix traveling with his group, and he hates them. They are like his arch nemesis. Okay. And so he sent out all these things to go get them, and it turns out it was just another dwarf with a with a with a blonde furred human with him. <laughs> it's a wild goose so, chase. He was yeah, but then all this other cool stuff happened. It was a really great story, okay. but uh, it was just a really bizarre book. It's nice because it's a bunch of short stories that flesh out their little corner of the Warhammer world without necessarily having to be just a bunch of stories about Gotrek and Felix. It was more okay. of a fleshing out their Paints world. The picture, of, yeah. yeah. And I finished that. I've actually done a ton of reading in the last two weeks. Huh. Um, I read both uh, Catching Fire and Mockingjay, the second and third books for The Hunger Games. Okay. My whole family's read them, and I've been meaning to, and I liked The Hunger Games. And I had finished reading so many White Dwarf, or so many uh, Black Library books, and I was just like, and I didn't have another thing lined up to read. And I was like, why don't you just finish these two books? Would you say those are quick reads? I finished both books off in three days total. Wow. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, they're about 300 pages apiece, but it's one of those smaller books, big print. I mean, it is a young adult book. So, I mean, I finished it a little over three days for both books. Okay. But I also sat down and just, like, read. Like, I was so into them that instead of painting or modeling or doing anything, the kids would come down and be like, we're going to watch a little TV, and they put on a kid's show, and I was just, like, sitting down here with them. I just plowed okay. through them. I really enjoyed them a lot. And I'm right now reading The Atlantis Complex, which is the seventh book in the Artemis Fowl series. Never heard of it. It's another young adult series that okay. I found. It actually came out right uh, right after, I think, the fourth Harry Potter book or the fifth Harry Potter book came out. They came out with this. You're liking the young adult genre. Right? Well, I, I do I do enjoy the genre, and I had worked in a in a... I used to work at Zany Brain, which is a kid's toy store. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, they had a lot of these books, and I would recommend them to people. So my boss would be like, somebody needs to read them. And I'm uh. like, I like to read. Plus, like I said, I'm a teacher. And so these are books I can recommend to my students. I see. Okay. If you've never read Artemis Fowl, he's an 11-year-old Irish kid whose dad has been missing for two years. He is one of the most feared uh, underworld figures, and he's disappeared. Uh, the kid is possibly the smartest kid on the planet. And he's just a super genius who gets this plan to get his family's fortune back. And it, they're fantasy books. It He finds out that leprechauns and fairies are real. And he finds the book of their, like, laws and rules. He managed okay. to get a hold of one. And he decides he is going to kidnap and capture a leprechaun and force them to give him their gold. But leprechauns aren't leprechauns like we think of them. Fairies have been around since before humans, but when mm-hmm. humans started to pollute and t- kind of overpopulate the earth, they went underground. So they live underground in what they call the lower elements, and they hide from us. Okay, uh, They are technologically just hundreds of years ahead of us. The leprechauns are? They're not just... The fairies are. They're oh, okay. centaurs. See, leprechauns aren't a race. Leprechauns are the lower 
Elements Police Recon Force. L-E-P Recon. Leprechaun. Those old green suits you used to see the leprechauns in, like we uh-huh. all think of, that used to be their uniform. <laughs> and if you capture them, because they're the ones who are topside most doing recon watching them, right. if you capture them, the reason nobody's ever, ever gotten leprechaun gold is because the whole damn force comes out after you. So that's like the whole book. It's like this adventure book of the world's smartest evil genius kid against this technologically advanced... I, I know it sounds really bizarre when it's, it's out explained. there. Yeah. I'm on the seventh book. It's so much fun. If you like... I mean, if you like Harry... It's not... Okay, it's nothing like Harry Potter, but if you, like that, if you like that teen, you know, that teen kid um, sort of in a fantasy world, right. it's set inside our real world. Right. It's a lot of fun. Okay. And I read all six, and this one has been sitting on my show. I actually forgot that I owned it. I, I mean, I, this book is like a year and a half old. And I came down here looking for something to read. And I'm going like, hey, I never read this. So <laughs> dig into it. And, yeah, yep. Cool. And I, it's another one that's a quick read. I'm, I started reading it yesterday. I'm like halfway through it. So, all right, enough reading for me. But I would recommend if you like young adult novels, if you enjoyed a fantasy type of fun, a really fun type of fantasy stuff, you can do a lot worse than Artemis Fowl. Especially if you liked Harry Potter, give it a try. I'm not comparing the two. Because that's what how You're it was. Just saying, chances are, if you like one, you yeah. like the other. I mean, it was sold to me as if you love Harry Potter, this kid is just like Harry Potter. I mean, this is nothing like Harry Potter, but it's a it's as fun of a read. So that's what I'm saying. Okay. All right, we've got gaming is the next thing coming up. Um, you know what? Did you play any games other than the 4K? Just the one. Just the okay. One. You know what? Why don't we take a quick break then? We'll come back. Uh, we have the Phoenix Prince segment coming up. Okay. We'll listen to him, and then we'll come back in the 4K Slobberknocker. Well, sounds good. You've heard him on the show. You've seen his work on our website. He's Brian Steele, owner of Urza's Den. That's right, folks. Urza'sDen.com. Custom modeling, sculpting, and painting. You got a model you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You got an army you don't want to paint? Send it to Brian. You can't come up with an idea for a conversion? Give his ideas a try. Heck, you got an army list with models they don't even make? Brian's the man. Give him a call. Check him out at Urza'sDen.com. You won't be sorry. All right, you lot. We're back with the Phoenix Prince. He's actually got a segment he wants to talk about, something he was doing over at Games Day. So everybody, listen up. Shut it. It's time for the Phoenix Prince. Yes, I went to Games Day finally. Yay. Cool. How was that? This was our third Games Day, and I want to third. Th- I want to thank the guys. Well, I want to thank a couple of people. First of all, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Christopher won two tickets to Games Day from Wisco Dice. Oh, cool! So thank you to Paul and to Conzi for having the contest, and also thank you for them being willing to let Chris just give away the transfer the tickets. Chris was he had to go to California. He had to go to he was at a wedding, his sister's wedding. Okay, so he couldn't be here. And so he gave the tickets to Harrison and I. Nice. And so we headed on down to Games Day. Now, we've been there a bunch of times, and it's pretty much 95% of it is the same thing every year. Now, I've never been to a Games Day. What is the draw to a Games Day? That's different from, say, like an Adepticon or it's No, it's else. not a tournament, first of all. Okay. It's, it's basically GW. You can go and see some of the new models. They will have authors there signing books this year they had we got uh, to meet phil kelly yeah phil kelly was cool. there um so they had a lot of a lot of people from the company are there um forge world is there selling stuff yes 
So you can okay. go in and buy Forge World stuff. Now I saw the pictures that you posted of all the uh, Chaos Dwarf stuff. With that stuff was all on sale. All in, no, that was not on sale. Those were the displays. Okay. So all the new stuff that's coming out was there, like the Bull Centaurs, the and Bull that sort Centaurs, of thing. Um, the new Demon stuff that's coming out. Well, by the time this episode airs, it'll be out. Right. I, I would think the most people that are at uh, Games Day are like parents taking their kids. No, there's. No? I mean, there's a lot of people. There's a whole. Oh no, 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 no! That's very wrong. <laughs> Did you see a lot of people? You don't see a lot of people from the Indie GT circuit there, do you? Uh, yeah, there was a few people that oh. I recognized that we said hi to, and we. Oh, Jim okay. Wapples there because he answers. They have. Uh, sure. Well, they have the Golden Demon, Armies but they on also parade. have Armies on Parade. Now I don't know who won because we didn't stay the whole day because he had to go to fencing class. Okay. Yeah, I but think the we did both, swords for. We two looked hours. at all the displays. Now there were some beautiful armies there that were being displayed. Most of them 40k. To be honest with you, most of the armies that were people were bringing up were 40k armies. But we voted. Now, they didn't have anybody's name on it. I found out later that we did vote for Who Jim Wapples. Oh, you did? His, his Tomb Kings, right? Oh, oh, the display awesome. board is awesome. Beautiful. And they had the his, um, what is it, the casket was like in the back in the display board. It was all lit. Yep. And I looked at that and said, oh, and Harrison, because Harrison had his number already. And he's like, oh, wait, what's that number? And he changed his number. And huh. so did I. Okay. And then we found out later we voted for Jim Wapple. Nice. Well, he can, yeah, he's excellent. He does excellent work. Um, they have uh, Fantasy Flight games there. And okay. so they've got all of their Warhammer-based games there. They had the guys demoing Blood Bowl Team Manager okay. and the card games. Uh, they had a whole huge open gaming area. Uh, so if you could Big meet friends, friends from around the country. Is that the company that makes that Dust Warfare game? Yes. Okay. Fantasy, I think Fantasy no, Flight. No, 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 no. Who does Dust Warfare? I don't, I don't know, but I, it's not Fantasy Flight. Fantasy Flight does board games. They do other stuff, too, but... No, it, maybe, no, no, no. maybe it's not. Okay. No. They do board games and card games. I'm being corrected by Harrison here. Don't be <laughs> snotty about it, boy. Yeah. But then they have what, the big game for all three systems, and it's like 24 feet of table. And you just okay, basically, it's all set up with the models, and you just can come in and play okay. a Ro- part of an army. Kind of, yeah, yeah, just play for okay. armies. They do have all like they have a paint and takes. So you can come in and paint a model. They have a little conversion contest where they put out a lot of sprues and you just make a conversion in an hour. Okay. And winners get little prizes and stuff. So it's really they're trying to expose people to the hobby. Yeah, not compete. But no, paint things and yeah. Try I mean, games. like you said, the, the Golden I Demon competition like is there. Two tournaments. They had some stuff, other stuff. Like Harrison, um, like a fa- I think they had Fantasy and Forty K one. I don't know if it was a straight-up tournament, but there's lots of people who were bringing... I mean, you saw people showing up with their armies, you okay. know, because they had open gaming tables, too. Sure. So uh, they also had awards for, like, if you if your club came with a banner. Oh, cool. They had awards for stuff like that, too. Um, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun if you're into GW. Uh, we've gone there three years in a row. We know that, like, if you want to go... Kind of like, the same thing. It's always the same thing. I mean, in fact, okay. down to the last two years, at least, might have been even three, the... Uh, the conversion contest is all chaos. It's like Warriors of Chaos and Chaos Demon Sprues. I was sad okay. that they got rid of the Carnival of Chaos. That was <laughs> fun. But, um, you know, and then they're selling, obviously, all their stuff. They have a huge sales section next to the fans. Black Library has all their stuff, a lot of books there. Okay. And they have all the base, whatever you can just buy in a GW store, they have there for you to buy. Paints, models. Direct, yeah. They paints, had model. direct order. Okay. Cool. Limited edition. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. Well, tell us about this game that... Uh, Warhammer Online, Wrath of Heroes demo. So it was a demo, yeah, for Warhammer Online, Wrath of Heroes, which is not the Warhammer Online RPG. Because that's what I thought it was. A Yeah, it is still a... It, you're running around like okay. that. 
but it's not. It's more of a it's team not an, game. Yeah, it's not an MMORPG. Okay. It's free. It's free. And so tell free people about from, it here from GW. It's free. You, you can just yeah. go online. You can go on. Well, actually, wow. actually, uh, the Warhammer Online is free now. You used to have to oh, pay is for it. Really? it. They're down to like one server. It just didn't. Oh, jeez. Wrathofheroes.com, and I realize that heroes has an E in it, so don't make that mistake. H-E-R-O-E-S. I thought it H-E-R-O-S. But, um, yeah, so you can go online and, and download this game, and it, it's the, it's not, like I said, it's not a just run around and do stuff. It's, and I didn't realize this either until here's the planet. You play, and you play games. They're 15-minute games. It's almost like playing Halo. Yeah, 15-minute okay. games, and it's like you have to go and capture objectives, gain, gain points, and depending on, there are three teams, orange, blue, and green, and whoever has the most points wins. Pretty straightforward. They just go on and play. What, and kind, of, what kind of games are you playing? Like capture the flag? That, that sort uh, of thing, no, it's or? more like, um, kind of like capture, you have to go and capture objectives, and if you capture objectives, you get points. However, if you get points, they can't actually be taken away from you. But other people can go and capture that objective to get point to get those points. So hmm. now, in the in the demo, they had all these different characters from all the different Warhammer races. They have certain abilities and different strengths. Yeah, probably. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and so you can pick your guys and play them. Your your moves take that. You know, you got that recharge time on the bottom for each Which of your moves. I'm not listed. a big fan of, at least for the most minor attack. Now, there was something that was different when Harrison played it, and Harrison was telling me about it. Um, um, oh, if you try it, do the tutorial. The tutorial gets you a free character because you get three free characters, and if you do the tutorial, you get another one. Otherwise, what are they? There's a Night Goblin, a uh, Chaos Cultist, an Ogre, and if you do the tutorial, an Empire Swordsman. An ogre. You can actually play an, uh, an ogre bull. Or ogre. A, a ogre. Now, when we were watching it at Games Day, though, they had just about every race to pick from. They and so even I was had like, Tomb Kings. I'm like, what do you mean you only got four guys to choose from? And here's where the thing is. You know, if you play those games on Facebook, even like, like Farmville or right. Mafia Wars, you can play this game and you can just play with you what can, you've got you can, and you can gain experience. Or you can spend actual money to unlock new things, and in this case, characters. And you have to buy them with gold in the game. Now, can yeah, you save you up can, that gold and actually buy them? Yes, you can save up gold, but it um, it actually takes a really, really, really long time to save up gold. Well, how much gold do you get in a in an average game when you have been playing? About 100 to 200. Okay, and how much does it cost to buy a character? Well, it depends on the char- on the character. The character that I want to buy that you actually can buy for gold is a white lion, mm-hmm. and she's like nine thousand gold. So you can she is it a she? She. It's a woman, white, female white lion. Yes. Uh, oh, yes. Interesting. Are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't a guy and it just looked like a girl? Because I'm fairly okay. certain. Because I thought all the white lines were guys. That was no. Okay. Huh. Now, do your guys get experience? Yes. So the guys actually, you can keep playing. And even though you're playing these individual games, the characters can get better. Yes. Okay. So you can unlock through time the other characters. Not all of them, because there's a nice Shadow Warrior that I want, but it costs ten bucks. No, and that one actually is not purchasable with with game with, gold. With gold. Um, but the interesting thing about it is that you can you can rent a character for one game. 
for X amount of gold, and you can play that character for a sing- for a single game and see if you like it. So and that's then- cheaper than the cost to buy the character. Yeah, but if you just want to keep playing that one character, I'm pretty sure you do not want to keep spending gold like that. And you can't rent every character. Yeah, so he wants to play a Shadow Warrior, which is not rentable, and you can't buy it with game gold. That's what you're yeah. telling me. Yeah, basically. That character, so they've got some characters that you actually have to buy with money. And you can buy gold. You can buy gold in-game, just like on Farmville. You can buy Farmville dollars. You have to buy or gems. That. You don't buy gold. You buy gems. It's a weird system. So if you don't want to wait to unlock characters, or you can... You pay money for, yeah. the, you quick, can just, for the quick fix. Exactly. Right. I want this now. You want to play Archeon? <laughs> fork over 500 bucks. <laughs> and he's all yours. But they're 15-minute games, and he says you can build up experience. Hmm. So, I mean, I haven't played it. I've seen him playing it. It looks like fun. I did rent a Black Orc. Yeah, that's insane amounts of fun. <laughs> rawr, rawr, no, are you playing things. online with other people? Yes. Oh, okay. So it is online. There are other people, but it's yes. not like it, it's, it's not like World of Warcraft because you're just playing this 15 minute game. Yes. And there's no real talking between you or any of that stuff. Not really. You can do this thing called radio chat, which is you talk between your team, and it's basic things like a uh, follow me, help me. Attack. Is there a keys for that that you can make it talk? or is Not there... really. You just have to press this little radio button and you click which one you want to say. Okay, so mm. so but you can't like plug in headphones and actually no. chat. Mics and chat. Okay. No. So, I mean, it's it's a free game and Harrison wanted to come on and talk about it because he's actually been playing it uh, actually quite a bit <laughs> since we it's got back really on Saturday. really cool. So, if you want to give it a shot, world... It's, what is it on? Wrathofheroes.com. Wrathofheroes.com. And, and heroes is G-Y-R-O. <laughs> <That's> no, <I'm laughs> Wrath of Heroes. <laughs> we hit you with lamb, meat, and onion. And onion. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. I, I want to play that game. <laughs> but so you really did like it, huh? I loved it. Okay. It was quite enjoyable. You had asked, you know, why go to Games Day? Yeah. I think everyone, like Christopher went with us last year. Okay. He basically said it was fun to go for once. He's gone. It is kind of the same thing every year. Like, we weren't necessarily going to go this so year. So once every few years, maybe? Yeah. I mean, if you want to go, it depends. Like, they, they'll tell you ahead of time who's going to be there. You know, Phil Kelly was there. You could go up, talk to him. Sure. Have him sign your you book. Ta- you talked to him for like half an hour. No, I talked to him for about five minutes. It was like ten. No, not even. Yeah, it was. That's a big uh, difference there. I was taking pictures of all the stuff in the booth, and the guy next to him was talking to him. He's like, yeah, I love your orc book for 40K. And he's like, oh, thanks. And he's like, yeah, you know, they're saying all this stuff is going to be coming out next for six. He's like, oh, is that what they say? Yeah. And it was so funny because... The, the guy who was talking to him was just, you could tell the guy was sort of trying to dig in for a little news. Sure. And, I mean, he, he wasn't going to be rude. He knows all the tricks. <laughs> but he's Tell not, me everything you know. But he's not going to give him any info either. And it was so funny. He's like, oh, so what are they saying? He's like, oh, the internet says, is that what the internet says? Yep. He knows. Of course he knows. And I just start laughing. And they, the guy stops and looks at me. And Kelly looks at me. I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's just funny. He's getting all these things. I'm, I, it's like, I love your diplomatic deflection. And I said, I, I love your diplomatic deflection. like, well, come on, guys. I, I'm not going to tell you what's coming up. I can't. Sure. And it was funny. Um, but then I actually caught him. He was kind of walking off to, he was taking a break, and he was talking to one of the staff guys. And I just walked up and said, "Hey, listen, you know, I, I like his books. You know, I mean, he did. You know, I, he did I believe, I believe he did my, stuff, right? I believe he did my Eldar book, which I really like. 
She did the Orc book, which is right. the one book in 40K that made me actually want to possibly play 40K. Okay. Um, so I was like, you know, my son really likes it. And here was what was cool, though, because he does play a lot of fantasy, he said. Yeah. Um, and we were, I was talking with him. Yeah, he wrote the vampire book. I oh, thought so. Okay. So he's writing my book as well. <laughs> oh, thank God, because I said I love the vampire book. And he was like, oh, thanks. And I was like, man, if I was wrong, I was just was double-guessing myself here. If I was wrong, I would have looked like an idiot. No one would want that. I was talking with him, and I was saying how much Harrison likes to play. And I said, you know, he says, well, you know, we've been playing, but we play a lot of... Uh, Garage gaming. It's great to get young guys into the game. I said, yeah. I go, Harrison plays in our campaign games. And he's like, oh, you guys do campaign games? Oh, that's when his eyes lit up. Huh? Yeah, he's like, oh, that's all we do is campaign games. Me and all my friends, we play in my garage. And I felt like... <laughs> and uh, Giggle. Inside, and I left. I said, well, joke. And I told him, I said, well, we're going home tonight to play a big 4,000-point game. Me and my buddy and my... Oh, this is Saturday night. But this is Saturday. Okay. And... Uh, he was like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "Yeah." He goes, "It's just he, he's like, it gets so boring when all you hear is tournament games and two thousand point games." He's like, "You got to play these different games." I said, "Right." Well, we're recording it tonight because I, I told him, you know, I do a podcast, and he actually he, he had said, "Oh, I've I've heard of Garage Hammer." And Garage Hammer. I was like, "Well, cool. I mean, he might have, he might not have, he might have just been pulling my chain and been nice, but who cares?" The point is, I'm like, you know, we do a lot of re- reporting on stuff, and we do we do campaigns, we play Mighty Empires, and he's like. Oh, we've been playing this campaign for, I guess, the Blood in the Badlands, that full year mm-hmm. that they were playing. He was a big part of that. Huh. And he th- he's like, that's the only way we play. He said they had some, they had two or three Mighty Empire sets together. Wow. And he goes, we do all sorts of weird rules. We just write up stuff to try. We were using tarot cards. Like, you move into things and different things come up. We had all sorts of different that's rules. That's cool, mixing it up. Yeah. yeah. And I was saying that's how we like to play. And I was actually telling him about our uh, campaign. and how our, our current one? Yeah. That's still going on, technically? Yeah, just about. Yeah. Um, but I had told him how, you know, we had a, a good-sized group, but on by our third campaign, how the person in second place, because of the way the challenges rules went... Mm-hmm. And so I told him how we had bribery. Right. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, preemptive strike. He's like, that's really great. And he was just like... I was only going to talk to him for like two minutes, and I told him he could go, but it was like... Once we started talking Mighty Empires, he was really into it. He got really into it because he's like, "This is how, this is what this game's about." You should, should have been like, oh, "I'll tell you all about what we do with our campaigns." If you get a little, give me a little inside information oh. on <laughs> fantasy. We won't <laughs> so tell. We won't tell. But so it was really cool getting a chance to talk to. And that's that's kind of why you go. And they do advertise ahead of time who's going to be there. Okay. So you can find out who's going to be there. Um, I know a couple. Like last year, I got stuff signed. Gav Thorpe, Gav Thorpe was there, Nick, Nick Heim. Okay. I got my Path of the Warrior book signed. Yeah, so, you know, this year it was all 40K authors. Last year it was all fantasy authors. Right. So it was cool to go in there. I mean, it's it's that kind of thing. If you're a GW fanboy, it's a great time. Cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah, so we had a good time. But, uh, like I said, Harrison wanted to come on and talk, especially about this new game he found, because he's really enjoying it's it. It's so cool. Don't do that. You're. Oh. It's so cool. Thank you. Um. But, yeah, I mean, for free, guys, give it a try. Wrathofheroes.com. So, you have nothing to lose, literally. H-E-R-O-E-S. Thank you. All right, so that's it. And uh, Phoenix Prince is going to Phoenix Bed. I don't like my bed of flames. It's hot in there. We've got to be up at 7 to take your sister to horseback riding It's hot in there, though. Go. Good night. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. 
Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got battle foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at battlefoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. All right, we're back again. All right, 4K Slobberknocker. Folks, we uh, recorded um, turn by turn, uh, you know, kind of like the Raj and uh, Hastings did with a couple of their games. Mm. Um, do you want to go over your lists really quick? Um, sure. Now, this was, like I said, 4,000 points of High Elves versus Vampire Counts. You want me to go over mine first? Yeah, go over yours. All right, so I went with the what's known as the High Elf uh, Coven of Light. So multiple light mages, uh, level four. I have a level two dragon mage uh, for some fire magic. Uh, level two mage on light. Level one mage on my uh, on light. A BSB who's also a mage, level one, because he's got the fancy high elf item that makes him a mage on light. Right. <laughs> Ten dragon mages that have flaming magical attacks. <laughs> a Tyrannoch chariot, a lion chariot. Ten silver helms. What? What are those? Um. <laughs> uh, 30 Sea Guard, 30 Sea Guard, 24 Phoenix Guard with Banner Sorcery, 22 Archers, 5 Reavers, and 4 Eagles. So, a, a very different list than you used to, than you yeah, used to mostly taking. Mostly, it's units that uh, I've never used in 8th edition, and okay. this, in fact, is my first time using Lore of Lights, period. So, cool. all new stuff. Uh, let's see, my list, I tried to take something... Now, I was totally overthinking this game, too, before, um, because I just, I've just i been taking a very similar list every time. Very few changes to How would list. you summarize your style and what you've been playing? Um, I've, I've been playing some I'll, I'll kind of points denial, I uh-huh. guess. Um, not that I want to play that way, but because my core is so crap. Yeah. Um, like, rather than give away a quarter of my points... Easily, I've been playing, you know, the uh, a level four necromancer and a lot of lore of vampires and regrowing three units, sure. two to three units of zombies. You, you can't kill my stuff. I'm just going to keep getting bigger. Right, two to three units of zombies, a skeleton bunker for my, uh, ba- and that's all my core is right. zombies and skeletons. Um, then for I, I would either I would take a a couple of hex raids, a couple of black knights, maybe some of the. Crypt Horrors because right. I keep taking the Mortis engine. Sure. And that's basically a lot of what I take. So what did you take for this game? All right. So, okay. So my list, I had a Necroman- uh, Master Necromancer, level four. Uh, he did have the Black Periapt, so to carry the two dice. Sure. I had a Vampire BSB. I had a Strigoi Ghoul King as my general. A fighty general. Yeah. I mean, I, he was fighty. I mean, he had the Red Fury. Right. I didn't give him the always strikes first, but he's got eternal hatred, so he's right. re-rolling anyway. He's a beast. Yeah, he's he was brutal. Yeah. Um, for my core units, I had two units of thirty-five ghouls, a unit of ten direwolves, and a thirty-eight skeleton bunker. Mm-hmm. No zombies. No zombies. This to is start the, with. This is the first time, though. Yep. I think in a, th- I mean, since the new book came out, I think this is the first army I took that didn't have any zombies. Okay. I took a pair of bat swarms, two spirit hosts, uh, it, two units of one sure. spirit host. I took a corpse card with the bale fire. I took a unit of eight crypt horrors and a unit of eight vargeists because I hadn't nice. gotten to use them before. Uh, Ten black knights, thirty-one grave guard, 
the Mortis engine and a Terrorgeist. So a lot of hard hitters. Yeah, I mean, I just started to take things that I hadn't taken before. Yep. I knew I wanted to try the Terrorgeist, but I tried to take a few things that could move quicker. Right. And um, I was not so worried about growing things that you wouldn't be able to kill. I just figured... Do have, damage before... Do enough damage, and hopefully I won't have to put... I mean, right. all my guys were taking Lore of the Vampires anyway, so I knew I would regrow a couple of things if mm-hmm. I needed to, mm-hmm. but I wasn't worried about sitting on the back edge and just grow, grow, grow. Right. I'm... Gonna, You're taking the initiative and going yeah. offensive. Well, after the last episode, you know, I was talking about, you know, when we said, should I take a more aggressive list? Should I take, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. when we okay. talk about tournaments, should I take something that's, you know, and I said, you know, for 4,000 points, I can take a lot of stuff. Why not take some more? See, you shifted gears. So I went into this game totally expecting you to play very conservative, conservatively, defensively, points denial-like, but you did. you went total opposite. No, I just said, yeah, I'm going to try all these things that I never try and see if I can do it without having to hold, you know, without taking units to tar pit you. So did you like that approach? I had a lot of fun with it, actually. I did have a lot of fun with it. I thought it was a fun game. So um, we got it all set up. We'll go to the tape of the game, the turn-by-turn stuff. Okay, then we'll talk about it. And then we'll come back and talk about our thoughts afterwards. Okay. And here we are, um, Chris and I, and Hello. it's the uh, four thousand point slobber knocker, yeah. as Chris named it. Um, so we're going to get this game started in just a minute, but we're each going to go over our strategies in secret. So I'm going to click off. I'm going to head upstairs so as not to listen to what Chris is telling you all. And uh, when he's done, we're going to swap. So take it away, Chris. All right, here we go. All right, guys. Here is the breakdown of the strategies and tactics for the Hiles portion of the Slobber Knocker. Uh, we're going with. Let's see. The strategy here is going to. We're going to try to hold the center, the Hiles. Um, I'm pressing on both flanks aggressively. I'm trying to impose my will here on David with the slow moving VC. So we'll see how that happens. The idea here is to hold the center and wait for the cavalry to arrive. Uh, I also have four eagles to get in the way, uh, maybe pick off opportune targets such as um, bats and, and things of that nature. So the uh, idea here is to blast away with uh, Lore of Light Magic, uh, capitalizing on the extra dice against Undead. Uh, with level f- with four of them running around, they should be hitting pretty hard at uh, strength seven if I can keep them all together. So we'll see how that goes. Um and the level four is uh, carrying the vortex shard, which, if, if for those users that for those listeners that don't know, will automatically end an opponent's magic phase. Now I know David tends to lend pretty lean pretty heavily on his magic phases, so we'll see when will be the best time to use that. It's either going to be early to prevent him from raising zombies to get in the way, or in combat once we're in combat to prevent him from buffing his own troops. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, should be a fun game. 
And we'll see if my if the game actually pans out according to the strategies that I've laid out here. Um, so we'll see how it goes. All right, here's David. All right, so now it's my turn. Uh, let's see, four thousand points, slobber knocker. What have I got here? Uh, Vampire BSB. Yes, I'm taking a BSB. I generally don't, but because I'm taking more expensive units, that saving one wound if there's a crumble is worth the 25 points to me. Uh, a unit of 31 Graveguard. I went hand weapon shields. Uh, I knew Chris would probably take some cav and maybe even a dragon, but uh, that's what the, hopefully the Black Knights are for. I figured if I can get the Graveguard in with hand weapon shields... Strength 4, Killing Blow is enough to handle Elves, uh, and it saved me a lot of points. Now, here's my plan. I took no zombies, figuring I can grow them. Uh, this is totally not a list. This is not like anything I've taken before. I do have my level 4 caster and my Mortis Engine because I love them, but obviously I went with a bunch of ghouls, uh, a Skeleton Bunker, a rather big one, uh, figuring this way if I don't get off, uh, if I don't get off a lot of... Uh, and a lot of invocations. I've still got a lot to start with. Uh, everything's running five wide and very deep to minimize losses. But basically, this plan is I took big units of heavy hitters. So I'm just hoping that between the poison and the killing blow, um, that I can do enough damage off the bat to start taking some things down. Um, and if I can get the Terrorgeist in to get a couple of screams off early... That's even better. So that's my plan. It's not to play the points denial game that I've been playing this whole time. It's totally get it moving forward and try to destroy things. So that's the plan. We'll get the game started, and uh, we'll be back at the uh, bottom of turn one. Suck on this, squarehead! I hear you got a six-inch guarantee of unilateral security. Well, me and Stalin, we just signed a mutual non-aggression pact. I'm gonna put case right into effect. Prepare yourself for conflict. I'll cook you a studio choke on. I'm turning up the first Okay, we are back. It is the end of turn one. Okay, Chris won the deployment, so he got a plus one, and he had a plus one uh, magic item, the skine sliver. So, so I had a plus two, and we rolled. I rolled a one, and you rolled a five. So I got to go first. I moved everything forward a bit. Basically, I I run, I jump my terror guys forward. And I see this big dragon with the mage on it, and that seems like the threat. Mm -hmm. So I did the scream. I rolled a crap roll and only did two wounds, one to the mage, one to the one dragon. To the dragon. Uh, should have screamed at the dragon princes. It's not a flaming attack. It's the scream. Um, it's a no armor save. Yeah. Head. That was just a stupid move on my part. Uh, and that was basically all I did. I cast some magic. I Van Hells my guys forward. That's it. 
So in, in response, the Dragon Princess did charge that Terror Geist, managed to kill it managed on the charge. Exactly six wounds. You know, to be honest, as long as I do a number of wounds to bring down your scream ability, uh-huh. that's really what I'm trying to do. The right. fact that I did exactly six was, you know, well, lucky. Well, I would have liked to have gotten some attacks back. Because right. you know, he could have done the scream, I could have rolled well, even with a couple of wounds and sure. gotten something on you. But it was terrible. Uh, you did charge my Vargeists with your chariot. With chariot. And I... They took off one Vargeist, and I killed the chariot. And then you reformed. So now there's dragon princes are deep in enemy territory, but they could very well get flanked. Yeah, they're going to get flanked. If they take that charge. Yep. So we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, if they don't, they're going to be taking all sorts of dangerous terrain tests if they run away right. from them. Uh, let's see, what else did you do? Magic. Your magic killed three of my black knights. Yeah, irresistible force there. Uh, I, I did lose... Two Phoenix Guard and five Power Die. And one wound on the... And one wound on the Mage, right? So you, each of your Mages have one wound and mm-hmm. five Mages. Two of the five Mages. Yeah. Uh, over on the other flank, those Silver Helms did charge the Hounds and managed to wipe them out on the charge. And they've reformed now to face yeah, the Black Knights. they're starting to roll my flank over here. It's not looking nice. All right, so back. Uh, we're going to take our turn two and see what's happening. Sounds good. Remember gloves. Scan apartment. Kill the dog. End of turn two. End turn two. Uh, my turn two was not. Super eventful. Let's see. I charged in against your dragon princes. Right. Um, Crypt horrors to the front and Vargeist to the flank. And also the spirit host. And the spirit host. Figure in. Cool. I had to because otherwise my uh, my crypt horrors would have had trouble getting in. Because of where oh, he was is that positioned. why you did it? That's I was wondering exactly why you did it. it. Okay. Yeah, no, I didn't want it. I, I figured you had some sort of magic. The ambulance light. So they had magical attacks. Basically, it, I could have charged, but then I would have only gotten like two of the crypt horrors mm-hmm. into contact and even if I won the combat I couldn't have reformed they were just in the way gotcha so they charged in and uh, I killed two or three I think I killed yeah I killed three yep um, but you killed enough where even with the charge and the rank and the flank you well, beat me by one it was that uh, that wraith base because I, I didn't have magical spirit attacks host. spirit host, host. I did have magical attacks. You and did the, four wounds to the spirit the, host. I killed that. And, and ended up winning did, combat by one. Yeah, you only did three wounds otherwise. Mm-hmm. Okay. My magic phase, um, I moved forward. I actually charged your Illyrian Reavers and your Eagle. They fled, so everyone moved up. Mm-hmm. I managed to get off the uh, Van Hells and move everybody move up, up again. some more. Yep. Because you're sitting on the back edge. You're not even coming at me. So I'm like, now I'm coming at you. And right. Coming from my dwarf background, this feels weird to me <laughs> that I'm rushing forward and you're not. Um, I did move around a bit. My my Black Knights charged your eagle, mm-hmm. but to keep the chariot and the uh, Silver Helms from attacking me, I moved my Spirit Host and my Bat Swarm sort of in the blocking, flanking positions. Right. I did manage. You let me grow some zombies, so I blocked the Mortis Engine with that. You're preventing my Lion Chariot from, from charging, charging the Mortis okay. Engine right now. I still want it around for at least another turn or two. 
I got to get it to at least turn three. So that way, if it do blow up, I'm wounding on fours. I don't want to sure. be wounding on fives. That's that's that. Is that strength? Is that a strength three strength, hit? No, it's the strength of the turn. Right. So oh, I think I can weather oh, that. But, but it, it is, it it is something up, I have to take out. If it blows up, I don't roll for the pulse. It's twelve plus the turn number, so it's a fifteen inch at two d six. Oof. For every unit, including my own. Right. But I'll take it. Oh, I know you will. <laughs> I can't afford to take it. <laughs> no. So I've hit it with a lot of magic. I've got it down to one wound. Yep. You. Uh, yeah. You got it. But in getting in it down to so, one wound. You you uh, miscast, miscast and my and level four is now level one. You have a level you have what three level ones and a level two or four that's level right. ones and a level two. Well, you know, and, and that's okay because the spells that I lost, that level four lost all his magic missiles, and since we're about to engage anyway, all he has left is the speed of light spell, which is the one he wants, right? Which is fine with me. You know, that's and the other mages have magic missiles, so I'm not too worried I'm about still, it. I'm, I'm, I'm still feeling really sore over my terror. It's you know, it's it's when you when you take the new model, the new and, it, and you get it gets you get taken to use off. it for sure. yeah, you just took yeah. it off right away, and uh, it just did almost nothing. If I would have been smarter and attacked the dragon princes, dude, if I would have attacked the dragon princes, if two of them would have been gone, this combat's over. Yeah, that's and the I'm, dragon princes. I didn't think I would hold there. Uh, well, you, okay, you gave the guy a gem that gives the whole unit magical attacks, mm-hmm. and then they got the flaming banner. Right. So they got flaming magical. So basically, every they're good against everything I have. Correct. Yeah. So I, and I always equip that unit like that. I did not. Now I now know. Now you know. <laughs> now everyone knows. Um, you also moved your dragon up, so he's kind of behind. Well, I'm just gonna. I'm, there's one dragon prince. I will probably kill him. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be able to reform these guys so the dragon's not going to charge me in the rear end at least. Right. So what I'm finding is uh, the lore of light, the coven of light, so they, as they call it, uh-huh. with the multiple mages is great. But if you don't have enough power dice to power all of them, it's kind of a lot of points up in, you know, up in smoke. Yeah. I mean, we're just chugging forward. You're basically, with the exception of two units, you're all on the back line except for your eagles. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've crossed into mid, mid, I've crossed midfield. Yeah, so I need to come in on the flanks at some point and start to make thing ha- things happen to take some pressure off the center. Yep. But uh, we'll see if that happens. Oh, goodness. All right, well, on to turn three. Okay. Uh, this is actually really kind of cool. we got to start doing these battle reports like this more often. If we can time it right, then this yeah, is way I'm more fun. This is actually way more fun than just playing a game and reporting on it later. Yeah. All right, take it easy. Okay. Mercy, yeah, thankfully. <laughs> uh, now, I got to say, after turn one, I was really nervous. But um, So I charged your other eagle with my uh, Black, Black Knights. Knights. I killed the eagle. And you reformed? The uh, spirit host that was blocking my path. I moved him to keep your... To keep my silver helm from silver charging helms anything out of the way. Yeah. yeah, that was a good move. I was I, I basically banked on with all the magic you had in the dragon princes mm-hmm. that you didn't have any in the silver helms. Well, that's that's only one item in the book. So I, I, it's funny. Harrison has the high elves. I don't know their book as well sure. as I should. I know that lots of different units have champions that can take magic items. Right. So I was taking a, a gamble there 
thinking that he might, your champion might have a magic item. Well, this is uh, one of those things where you've experienced it, and I would, you know, remember it. Mm-hmm. You know, the high elves have one item that gives the right. unit magical attacks. So if right. you know it's there, you know it's not over there. Right, but I also know, like I said, that there are magic weapons that the champions can take. A lot of the champions in different units right. can take 25-point magic items. Correct, but uh, that, Silverhelms don't have that option. Okay, I wasn't certain. I should have yeah. looked over your book a little more before well, we played the game, but... The, the, the magic item thing... Well, I just figured you should know, but this, the fact that right. the champion doesn't have access to that is right. not many people know that. Well, and and it's just the point that I was thinking is I was figuring you know I like to take a bunch of little ethereal things that you were going to give as many magical attacks as possible. Right. So that's kind of a they, I think the inherent weakness in this list that I brought mm-hmm. is that I had a lot of mages anticipating your ethereal chaff, so I could take take it out early, but. I only only have so much power die, and I'm trying to, you know, take things out like your Black Knights or the Board Ascension. And that's the thing. In fact, I thought about taking out the two spirit hosts I had and maybe trimming back on one of the, like, taking out one Crypt Horror and then taking a couple more units of the Bat Swarms because the Bat Swarms give you ASL. Uh, yeah, but but, but I can hurt the bat swarms, right? But if I can charge the bat swarms into your flank, you only get two attack against bat swarms. They got ten wounds. They're giving you ASL, which cancels out your ASF, mm-hmm. which gives my guys a little bit more of a chance. At least you're not getting your rerolls. Maybe, but clearly in this case, the ethereals was the right decision. Right? Yeah. So um, I just moved them forward to block. I killed the eagle. So now I've killed three eagles. Or no, mm-hmm. I killed two and one ran off the board. Um, oh, that's right. I charged with my. I charged the eagle with my ghouls, and I charged the Illyrian reavers with my uh, grave guard. Yeah, they both fled off the table, and they ran off the table. Okay, can I just? Is there any particular reason you didn't at least try to stick it out and see if you could? They'd live. Well, it's just you didn't want me you overrunning the, the your unit. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Okay, the, the reavers are there strictly to just bait you. Okay, and, and slow you down, but that didn't work too well because you rolled so well on your uh, failed charge rolls. Yeah, you know, I rolled I, I rolled 11s on my char- I rolled elevens on yeah. both charges, so I got to move forward six on both. Guys. Plus the fact that you have the Van Hells to supplement your movement, right. you're moving up anyway. Well, and so. plus I had a wall of guys that were just coming straight forward. I mean, three units, five wide, a couple inches apart, and you had your reavers right in the middle. Right. So it was like when they ran. Because I was just like, where are they going to? I just I was a little confused as yeah, to what just, the plan just, was. Well, it's again, it's just to and you slow don't you use, down. Yeah, and, and you don't use. The but when they but when they rally, you know, normally yeah. when they rally, they can go back in and get in your face again and slow you down mm-hmm. again. But if you have that magic, yeah, I think you had two rounds of magic where you move them up, yeah. which is a good you know sixteen inches. Well, of not there. this turn. Because not this turn. I went to do some magic and you used the vortex shard. To shut it down. Which gave me no magic phase, which... You didn't even need. I was actually really glad, because I really... I Here's what I want to do. I wanted to use my magic phase to get off an invocation. It would put one wound back on the mortise engine, which only has one left. And then it's within 12 inches of my caster. So the lore attribute, right? I can give one wound back to any model within 12 inches, including the caster. Since none of my multi wound models had any, it would I would have basically been t- put two wounds back on the right. And if anybody else would have gotten invocation off, it would have been another two wounds, two invocations that would have hit that would have would have healed it completely. Yeah, but but again, you didn't even need that. Yeah, I mean, well, you charged my zombies with your with the archer. Oh, that's so a, yeah, on your turn, let's go to your. Yes. Oh, oh, I did on my turn. The other thing I did was I killed the one. 
the remaining dragon prince. The dragon prince, and I flipped the vargeist around because your dragon was sitting right behind him to face the I dragon. I didn't right want to get charged in, sure. in the in the back. Yeah, you, I would never really tar- charge the dragon mage into combat unless it was against like bats or something ridiculous. Oh, and you know what I didn't think about that is I could, I could directly attack the mage, couldn't I? Yeah, he's a toughness three elf with no armor. Oh. Pretty squishy. Yeah, I didn't need to do that, did I? See, it just—I see a dragon on the table. I'm like, I don't want to get a charge. Yeah, I that. think that's part of the, you know, draw of taking it, the psychological impact of it. Because yeah, because I've been I've been focusing on that the whole game, and it cost me it cost me my terrorgeist on the first turn. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So basically, you char- You ended up charging into the Phoenix Guard. I had the speed of light. You know, I had cast it irresistibly. Yes, you did. So. I, I kind of egged you on into that. I didn't want you to no, no, no. I, I did. I did want to cast that because I need. I felt I needed to buff those troops. Right. Oh, and the other thing is, all of your units are within twenty four inches of my corpse cart, which has the bale fire. Right. So your level ones are all. Everyone's getting a minus, minus one, one to the casting. Cast, right. So you have two level twos on the board and three level ones. So you're getting a plus one mm-hmm. for two guys, and the other guys are getting no bonus. Right. So very little. Yeah. Magic is you know very little going off, but I did get. But you have the the banner of sorcery, so you had like ten dice to my six. Not enough. But I still held. That's that's yeah, why. It's not enough. Yeah, that's why I was. I just didn't want any more. I didn't want any more fireballs with the mortis engine. I wanted him to make it to turn four. Right. Because now if he blows up, now he's wounding you guys on three. Exactly. Yeah. And that's gonna that's that's pain. Yeah, so I should have been shooting at that mortis engine that first turn instead of that initial shots at the black knights. Right. But the black knights are scary and they're in front of Well they they move faster. Yeah. Because he well they both move eight except he can't he's a chariot, so he, so can't, he can't march. March. So I figured that's why I should take out the black knights first, because mm-hmm. they're a more a more immediate threat. And you've neutralized them through most of this game though. Yeah, neutralize is okay, but in the center that's often one flank. In the center, the graveguard ended up hitting the Phoenix Guard. Even the Phoenix Guard at weapon skill ten. Well here's okay. Let's, wasn't let's, enough let's to go hold over that this. combat. On your end of the turn you bid a lot of charges. You charged you charge your silver helms into that one unit of spirit hosts, right? Because you had—they're a non-factor now. Well, but you had a rank, a banner, and, and a charge. charge. So that's three right there. Mm-hmm. It's forty-five points that you, that you, you know your model is worth, but and that's a whole unit of knights that's, that's freed up to attack right now. Is being not, neutered. Yeah, I'm not bugging them. Right. So we we've basically spent the first three turns neutralizing each other's knights, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, your dragon prince is running forward. Even you said after you overran. You had swift stride. You right. needed an eight. And I rolled a seven. And you rolled a seven. So you so, didn't hit right. my units. So I got to charge you with everything, and your strength five attacks went to strength three. So Even then, if even if I had overrun and hit your uh, crypt horse, mm-hmm. you still would have had a flank charge. So I shouldn't have overrun at all. I just have a feeling that, well, you probably wouldn't have crumbled them. You're probably right. Yeah. I, I so, probably yeah, would have held you up. there was, uh, yeah, was probably yeah. not a good idea. No, you're right. So that was... But I mean, more impo- most importantly, uh, this whole flank has been a problem. I shouldn't have done what I did with. Well, the it's a big bottleneck there, so that's why I should have held the knights back, the dragon princes backs, because you can only get one unit through between the building and the trees there. Well, the trees, I, uh, I would just run. I mean, they, yeah. those guys would have just run through the trees because they're monstrous infantry, mm-hmm. so they had no problems with it. But you still have you still have to claim that flank. So yes. you're going to claim one flank. I'm going to claim the other. But really, at the at the heart of the game, well, you, you broke charged, my center. You charged with your phoenix guard into my grave guard, and you charged with your spearmen into my ghouls. You needed uh, what a four, a four with the spears failed and you on a three, a three. So, so they, they moved forward up two. two. Uh, you did get into the grave guard. You challenged our champions, our champions challenge. So here's what I had. Okay, the champion 
has the four ward save that Phoenix Guard normally get. Okay. He also has the armor of Kalidor, which gives him a two up armor save. Oh, okay. So the idea there was I was hoping when I issued the challenge with him that one of your characters would take the bait so I could soak up some of the combat res. I figured I'm like, why is he? There's only one reason to attack with his champion, and that or challenge because you never challenge with your champion because you wait. You know, for if, someone if, to issue, and then you throw the champion out there. The champion out there. So when right. you threw him, I knew something was up. Sure. So I'm, that's why I was like, my champion will accept. Right. I actually said it as a question. You're like, are you sure? I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. Which uh, was it? Was a difference because you ended up winning that combat by one. Yes. And my BSB, you had killed. So I, I'm making that check on an on an eight. My vampire BSB did all his attacks against your BSB and wound up killing him. Right. He uh, he actually had a uh, he had I only had five points left. He had the warrior bane. So okay. all, all wounds done reduce your number of attacks by one. Sure. So I just figured, oh, I've never seen it happen. <laughs> so, but I actually wound up killing him. So um, yeah, I I lost combat by the one. I rolled an eight on my break check. Well, ran other, it down. Yeah, the other thing that was really important here was because you had speed of light on him, so they were weapon skill ten, initiative right. ten. But they already had the always strike first, so you knew they were going first. Well, I was what I was hoping to do was make it hard for you to hit me. But I have the banner of the barrows on those right. guys, so they were still hitting on fours. The other thing is, there's another lore of light spell which makes uh, it's a hex, which makes you an additional minus one to hit me. Faz protection. It's an augment, so any unit attacking me is at a minus one to hit. Ah, uh, there it is. Oh, you didn't you didn't get that I didn't spell? Roll, I didn't roll that spell. Oh, that yeah. So I, you know, the whole would, the, the yeah. ideal there is if I'm weapon skill ten, I'm hitting on fives. You throw the fives protection. Then you're hitting, hitting on sixes. sixes. But I was hitting on fours. Uh, I didn't have that great of a roll with that. Yeah, but it was enough. But it was enough. You I know, won again, by one. you won by the one, which is I thought was pretty good. I like my chances. Yeah, your battle standard bear was dead, so you didn't get a reroll. You needed an eight. Eight. You and rolled, I rolled a, a nine. nine, and then we both rolled sevens. You so, fled, yeah. and uh, that actually. I ran forward and clipped the. I, I hit the flank of your of another Sea Guard unit. Another Sea Guard unit. So it's looking pretty bad at this point. So you've, you've, you're tearing up my center. The Mortis engine is still alive. It's going to continue to pulse out some damage. Yes, and it's close enough now where it's actually going to start doing its pulse. And right. uh, if I can move forward a little bit more, I'm going to be within eight inches. I'm going to get my scream. And the flank with the Lion Chariot archers and the Silver Helms looks pretty good, but it's going to be a, probably a turn or two before I can start to threaten you, and by then you'll just swing everything around to face them. Yeah. There's not much left uh, else on the table. So. Yeah, I think, I think I've think i kind of got you. Your two, uh, your two mages are just standing out by themselves on right. the side there, just out of the units, but uh, it's starting to look pretty bad. Yeah. So Because I don't fear your archers. Anything I, no. I can do yeah. so against them. I, I needed to get, you know, some pr- apply some pressure on that flank, and the right. archers help do that a little bit, but... right. It's more um, stopgap measure at that point. Yeah. No, at this point, I have to... Uh, what I'm going to have to do is I'm just going to try to... If I can get... Uh, I, if I can regrow any of my Black Knights, then that's. I think that's it. Then I, if I can keep that from using right. that, unit, losing that unit, then it's pretty much done. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, pretty rough. You know, this is the first time I've ever used Lore of Light. And while it's a pretty nice lore mm-hmm. it just doesn't have enough uh, you know you need a lot of power dice to well and here's another thing. effectively especially with five mages on the table well you get the bonus for it because with the different spells because you have the extra guys who know lore of light but once again you're like well I can throw a fire and it's it's alluring against 
uh, an undead army, right? Because those, all of those uh, magic missiles and stuff get an extra d6, right? And the one spell lets makes forces you to reroll ward saves. So against demons, it's great. Yeah. Um, but once again, at four thousand points, that was the one thing in my head was, I'm going to have my level four. I'm going to use the vampires with the mortis engine nearby. I should be able to get a couple of spells through. Yeah. But I just. This in this particular game, I mean, I don't think I've cast a spell with either of my level ones. They each have the re- the invocation, and I haven't even bothered because it's just like I'm going to take my heavy hitters. I'm going to try to hit and live, right? Because there's there's too much on the table for magic to make a huge difference. And there's always there's always just so many power die, even with the banner of sorcery, five channels, which, which has been helping you. You've never, yeah, it's still not enough. The extra die that the dragon mage gives yeah. you when he casts spells. Well, in three turns, you've gotten eight extra power dice from the, right. from the banner. So, I mean, the most you could have gotten is nine. You're doing pretty mm-hmm. good with that. Yeah. But, um, oh, so, we'll see. Yeah, well, it's, uh, well, it's, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to finish it out. That way we'll see if anything else happens. Right. Interesting. Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, great. Well, then we'll be back after turn four. Okay. Chris, you thought the game was over at the end of turn three. Uh, I made a huge mistake. Well, we've both been making a lot of mistakes, to be honest. We've both been taking stuff we don't normally take. Correct. I think we've both not only made mistakes with our own army, but with judging what our opponents have. Because, like, that dragon prince, I was terrified of him. And then, You mean the dragon mage? The dragon mage, I mean. Okay. And it's like, oh, my God, he's got a dragon. And you're like, yeah, I'm not going to charge you with that. You're going to kill the mage. That's, and it's like, that's the problem with that model. You know, the yeah. dragon wants to be in combat, but the rider does not. And the first couple of turns, I was like all about, got to kill it, got to kill it, got to kill it. And, and I, realized, I could tell that. So that, that actually bought me some time on that and, plank. And I think against anybody else, it would, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm, I don't know. I, if you're familiar with the dragon mage stats, I guess well, it okay. looks more imposing than it really is, uh, okay. the model. Yeah. I guess if you're not an idiot, then you... No, it's, it's a matter <laughs> of experience. The next time we play and you see a dragon mage, you're going to know... What to expect and how to deal with it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Let's see. Uh, I had overrun into your Spearman unit, and I didn't charge with anything. Um, I basically moved my units around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I had the pulse went off from the Mortis engine, Yep. and the Black Knights were in that combat with the chariot, but the chariot popped, popped from because, the pulse. The from lion the pulse. chariot did. Yeah, right. the lion chariot. Which freed up my knights, and I could have charged them through the forest into the flank of your silver helms, which silver were helms. engaged with which the wraiths. The no, the, the spirit host. host. Um, I always get those confused. I only had four left, and you had like ten or nine, mm-hmm. and uh, I was basically honestly, I was a. I mean, it was just I looked at the numbers, and even though I was in the flank. With your always strikes first. With my luck, I was just worried if I rolled a couple of ones running through the forest, and then you get a couple of ASF. But hits. I thought black knights ignored. Dangerous terrain test for forests. Do they not? Oh, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. A lot of mistakes <sighs> on both sides. Uh, I, I made a couple too. Okay, going you in. know, I don't know why people even listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I talk on the show. 
how did we make it two years? That, you know, it's because of Christopher. You're the rules guy now. You are the uh, guy. That's, Remember, that's a heavy burden to bear. It's but. like a baseball game. You're the guy calling the game. I'm the color commentary. You gotcha. know the rules. I'm the guy who says, oh, man. The emotion part of it. Okay. Because, yeah, because, oh, dear Lord. God, why didn't it, you, I charge? You I'm even so mentioned stupid. that before. I, I did mention it because I'm stupid. <laughs> And here was the big problem was I've got the gray and brown unpainted forest, and right on the edge of it, I had the two bat swarms, yes, which were behind you, lined up for the very purpose when we played, because, guys, there was a break. We stopped playing Saturday night or early Sunday morning. It's Monday night. We're picking up the game. Yep. I had lined up the two bat swarms behind you. With the intent of? Charging you in the rear mm-hmm. with the bat swarms because... They give ASF to any units they're in touch with. That cancels your... ASL. Oh, ASL, I mean. They cancel your ASF. It's a charge and the plus two for the charge in the rear. So suddenly my combat res became three and I wouldn't necessarily pop. I could have held you there longer. Right, because that's uh, ten wounds worth of bats, right? Ten wounds worth of bats. Right. And you only had like three or four guys in the back, so it wasn't going to get that... Right. But you, but you had forgotten to make that charge. I totally forgot they were there. I didn't even see them. Like I, I physically looked and didn't notice they were there until we had moved everything else. Mm-hmm. And then we moved a couple of the trees, and I'm like, oh, crap, they're sitting there. And that's that was why I was never planning on charging, because I still remembered part of my strategy from Saturday night was, I'm not going to charge them. I need to get them within range of the necromancer so he can put five knights back, and then they'll be at full strength. Ah, gotcha. The plan was to charge the bats, hold you, and then charge the knights. Okay. I screwed it up completely. I forgot to charge the bats. So on my turn, you popped the spirit host and reformed. I wound up breaking your unit of Seaguard. Seaguard. They ran and escaped, but I overran into one of your mages. Right. And then it was the, your turn. Uh, my turn, the mage fought that combat. I made my fear check and did not fear... You did not fear. 30 grave guard you, and a, you stood two your vampires. While the yeah. quick blood vampire. He, he laughed as he got cut down yeah. easily. So so that mage is dead. So I'm down then, to three mages. Yeah. Uh, you did charge into the ghouls with your. The, the failed with charge the, before was redone. Right. With the sea guard. Uh, and they won the combat by one. But there's still. Right. A, there's still. 30 ghouls left. Right. So. And the, the problem is your uh, grave guard that won and reformed are now going to charge the flank of said sea guard. Yes. So that's going to be ugly. Um, the big problem I have is I have a big open flank now. Um, I'm going to have to do something with my... Skeletons? With my skeletons because my necromancer's in there. Right. And uh, that's kind of dangerous because you completely wiped out my uh, black knights. So you've got a unit of archers and a unit of... Nine silver helms. Nine silver helms. Plus the dragon mage in the rear. Plus the dragon mage is behind them. There's an eagle flying around too. Right. So if I can combo charge that unit and do a lot of wounds, you could. You could. I mean, there's thirty. I think there's thirty-eight skeletons in that unit. But Uh, yeah, I don't know if I could pop them on one turn. Maybe two turns of combat. Who knows? Right. But see, now I got to get my other models over there and near you and get to plug up that. I got. Yeah, Yeah. I got to block that up. So. I'm in a little danger now. Um, uh, you well, were, we'll see. Time were, is on your side. Yeah, but you were ready to call it quits at the end of the last turn, and now you're looking at it going, I could really pull this back and at least make it a real make a game out of it. Yeah, we got a yeah. game going. So let's do turn five and be right back. Sounds good. Marie, I love you. I'm always I do, I can't forget you. 
Sometimes I wish that I'd never met you And yet if I should lose you It would mean my very Turn five, and uh, I kind of think I've got the game pretty wrapped up. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, if if and I will just play it out for points, just to see see how it yeah to see how it plays at out at this point. Um, I charged my Vargeist into your Sea Guard. Mm-hmm. You had uh, nine, 18 of them, and 18, I had right with the speed of light spell. So they yeah, were the speed of light was on them. Um, and I uh, I. Did I win that? Co- yeah, I won that combat by one. But I was steadfast but and you were held. steadfast, so you held. Actually, I won it by a couple, but still, you were steadfast and you held. Um, I did, with that re- reform that I got off my grave guard, charge them into your flank. I also charged the uh, mortise engine into it, caught it on the corner. Into the flank of the sea guard on my right flank. Yeah. Um, yeah, into the front of the sea guard on your right flank. And then, so that actually wound up with the boost from the corpse cart, because my magic, I, I got off of Van Hell's. Which was the augment? It gave ASF to the mortise engine and to the grave guard. I mean, not the grave guard, the uh, ghouls, mm-hmm. and that negated your guys' ASF. Um, they still attacked first, but um, no, they failed their fear check. They did fail their fear check. That was, I think, the first, the second failed fear check of the game. Yes, uh, and I actually wiped them out to a man before they got to attack. So yeah, you overrun, overrun with the grave guard, and then reformed with the. Uh, other two. I couldn't reform much. We just basically had to move them so they were an inch apart from each other. Right. That was all they could do. Yep. And that was uh, the end of my turn. I did reform my uh, skeleton unit so that your your silver helms did not have a flank on them, mm-hmm. just in case. So they are now facing forward. Instead of a horde, they're five deep and like eight or going five for, wide and eight going deep. for the ranks, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then it was your half of the turn. Yeah, my half, uh, I charged that corpse cart and ended up popping it yep. in combat. So oh, that's right, because I moved the corpse cart with the Van Hells to, to block your sea guard. Yeah. So that was a good... Well, the Silver Helms. Silver Helms, Silver Helms. Yeah, so that was a good move in, in delaying that flank there. Uh, on the other side, the sea guard in combat with the Vargeists managed to hold. And that was... You know, I, I made my fear check there. They did not have speed of light on them. So I was, we were hitting each other on fours. You got a lot of good. You you got. A, I think you hit with everybody, but you didn't wound. You only. You I wounded, only did two. You two did wounds. three wounds. You three took wounds. off one model, but then I had twelve attacks back. You uh, hit a lot, but you whiffed your uh, two wound rolls. I whiffed my two I wound think rolls. You four ones. Yeah, and yeah. I needed two. I rolled four ones. So you actually we drew, but you had a musician. Right. So I lost by one, um, and that actually took another model off because there were two wounds on the one. So now I'm down to three. Three Vargeists versus, I think it's five Seaguard. Five Seaguard. They're just they're holding out longer than I thought they would. Me too. I didn't think they'd hold on this long. So we'll see so, what happens. But that's where it is. Basically, you've kind of got your eagle and your dragon mage just sort of floating around the back in my side. Um, I'm kind of in the middle of a bunch of your different units, but you're not really coming at me with them only because not they're, they're, not, they're not that hard. Right. So uh, we're going to wrap up a quick turn six and get this game over with. Take that half pot into the oven. I need a 
something to chew on And don't talk with your mouth full I'm gonna go get me some of that hot horse Take that gudgeon into the dungeon Take that cheesecake into my freezer Give me a dollar of that brother, baby I'm gonna go get me some of your hot horse All right, game is over. Thankfully, this game is done and in the history books. Yeah, well, I didn't, to be honest, like I said, at the end of turn three, you wanted to call it quits. We just basically kept playing for the sake of the uh, the report. Sure, I think. Um, well, for me, it's really to kill that mortis engine, <laughs> which I could, I couldn't do. Well, let's see. Uh, turn six, I actually charged. Uh, I had a my grave guard had a charge. They needed a. Uh, uh, eight, was it a seven or an eight? They need a seven to get into your um, silver. Hums. The silver to the flank of my the silver flank of silver hums. and you fled, right. but you had a pretty low roll. I rolled a three, but with the spinning on your center and then moving your three, you needed a ten. I needed a ten, and what did you roll? A nine. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought about redirecting and trying to take out your your uh, lone mage on a horse. But if he fled, he was 13 inches from the edge of the board. So there was no chance he would run off. Well, there was always the chance that you might catch him. but Yeah, but I mean, well, no, I needed a 7 to get to him, right. too. Or, yeah, I needed a 7, seven. to get to both of them. So, it so was, you decided to go for the big points yeah. and go and for the silver Because if, if I would rolled a 10, I would have run him down. So here, here's the funny thing, though. What kind of dice did you use to make that roll? <laughs> I was picking through all my dice. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, I used a really big, I used large dice, not the really tiny dice usually, and they're, all my dice are dice that I bought from other podcasts or things, so everything has a, a mark on the six-sided dice, and um, I was given as a gift, now I've got four with dwarven runes on them, and so as I was picking through, I'm like, I'll take the ones with the dwarven runes. Dwarven runes. Because you hate them so much. I and do I'm like, hate them. Come on, you know, I can't wait until the new book comes out, and that's all I'm playing for like a year and a half. You guys are all going to want to kick me in the teeth. I, I look forward to that. That, that should be but good. The War of the Beard. There you go. <laughs> That'll be, uh, we should get some sort of. I was of looking a, at that earlier today. A story thing going for that. But so I rolled it up, and a six and a three, man. I got one rune. So but that it, just shows that you are a dwarf player at heart, right? Uh, all this VC stuff is just a veil. Okay. And I've said it on so many shows. I love everything vampires. I have since I was a kid. When I was a little kid, you know, all the all the, the monster movie stuff, the Universal Monsters, I was always a Dracula fan. So the VC appealed to me deep in my heart. But in the fantasy world, I've always said, if, if we were all born into a fantasy world and weren't humans, I'd, be, be I'd have been born a dwarf. I'd have been born a dwarf or an orc, just probably. I, you They're know, both kind of gruff and stinky and... You know, I, I would probably be a high elf wearing pants. <laughs> Just so before any wisecrack come in, wearing pants. You know, make fun of them wearing that all you want. Do Jedi's walk around in those cloaks like that? They have pants yeah, on robes, but and, yeah, the yeah. robes. I have no. I don't have a beef with that. That's all the jealous haters who have to. <laughs> they have to find something to make fun of the high elves for, because the high elves are so badass. Well, most of the times, not not today. Maybe not necessarily in the game world, but in the fluff world. And what they are, the, yes, the, the martial are, prowess, the quick yeah. moving. They need, you know, they've been around clothing. Yeah, they yeah. got. Yeah, they got to have freedom of movement. That's right. Plus, sometimes you know, you're walking around. It's hot out. You like a nice, healthy breeze around your privates. So that too, <laughs> I guess. 
Didn't think I'm, of that, but okay. I'm sorry. That was totally rude. Um, but so I failed that. So the only combat left was between the uh, Vargeists and the Sea Guard. Yeah. And all I was, I mean, I couldn't get any more charges off. I just kind of maneuvered things around. Right. Um, I did try to Van Hell's my uh, Mortis engine to get him closer to your general mm-hmm. so that if you did manage to blow him up, you had a chance of pulsing out your I'm general. my own general. Uh, I did irresistible force. Oh, you know what I've totally forgot to do is move the Mortis engine forward because that irresistible forced it. Move it forward for Van what? Hell's. It moves forward eight inches. It doesn't matter in the long well, run. Well, I would have moved just, him closer to get him in range. That's then. true. That you so had more either space. Way. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, it, it just survived. wound up killing some ghouls. It did the, yeah. my, uh, I, I was close enough where I had to roll twice, though, because the tome makes you roll twice, and you get on the oh, miscast chart. Miscast. Yeah, and you okay. get to pick one. Um, but I rolled a five and an eight. No would, cascade. Yeah. No cascade. Yeah, twice. I was hoping that you would uh, roll that cascade. But but so that didn't happen. Uh, there. And then basically in the combat, I got you down to one one, one guard, guard who I, I ran down. You ran down. Eventually killed him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then on your turn... All well, you, were, you also charged your crypt horrors after my eagle. I chose to flee. flee. Oh, that's right. And he fled through the dragon mage, so he panicked. The dragon mage panicked and ran. Uh, he was so close to the edge of the board, too. Uh, about six inches. If he didn't rally, then he would. I mean, be if he didn't rally, sure. he'd have been done. Which, which he did on my subsequent turn. The eagle did not the rally. Eagle did not. It ran off the board. Silverhelms rallied, but they Silver really weren't rallied. going anywhere. Even if they hadn't rallied, they were eighteen. They were about seventeen inches from the edge of the board. Right. They weren't going off either. Uh, my, my general was all by him lonesome. By his lonesome on the one flank by the. Vargeist, and yeah. on the other flank I had the Lone Mage, who tried to power up and destroy the uh, Mortis engine with some magic, but you dispelled it. Yeah, so that was a lucky dispel no on my part. There. So, so that was the whole game. Yep. And, uh, I mean, it was good. We're, what we'll do is um, we'll come back after this, mm-hmm. and um, we'll just give our thoughts on the game overall. 4,000 points. It was. I mean, it, it's plus we played lists we've never played never before. played, so there's a lot of... We're going to bore you guys with all the thoughts about our games and our lists. <laughs> so, yeah, put a little post-game wrap-up. Okay, we'll be right back. Okay. Is your name a killing word? Is your mother a hamster and your father smells of elderberries? Did it turn out that those were the droids you were looking for? If you know what I'm talking about, chances are you're a gamer. What better place to get your game on than the Game Preserve? The Game Preserve specializes in analog games of all types, like board games, family games, chess sets and jigsaw puzzles, and especially hobby games. They carry the complete GW line as well as Magic the Gathering, D&D, and Heroclix. They have gaming space for tournaments, game nights, and demo games just about any night of the week. So stop shopping at the Jerk Store and be one of the gaming elite. And visit the Game Preserve with four Indiana locations to choose from. Two in Indianapolis, one in Bloomington, and one in the gaming capital of the universe, Lafayette, Indiana. Visit them at GamePreserveStores.com or call 765-448-4200. Game Preserve. If you're not shopping here, the only way to move is not to play. Okay, so we're back, and uh, we had this game. First of all, playing a huge game like this is a ton of fun. 4,000 points. Yeah. yeah, it was a good time. It, it actually it only took us about, I think it was about three and a half hours to play it, which actually isn't all bad. We got back from the game. Uh, final score, you got 815 points off of me. And you got about uh, a little more than 2,000. A little over 2,000. So it was yeah, a complete well, route. And it's it's funny because you had so few units left on the table. I really uh-huh. thought I scored a lot more points than well, that. The, I mean, it the, was enough to be a solid win. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, but right. But but those few units, you know, it's you know, it's lower. Any high elf character is going to be very expensive. Well, and that's let's talk about that a little bit because we went two completely separate routes. Mm-hmm. I took three characters. 
Uh, I took five. And you took, every one of them was a wizard. Even your BSB, you gave him the, the item that ma- right. made him a wizard. I had uh, ten levels of magic. Yeah, now, so uh, what what was your thought process on that? The thought was to capitalize on lore of light. And as listeners know, the more light mages you have, the stronger that the, um, the banishment spell becomes. And is banishment the default spell? No, that's the, uh, uh, you do 2d6 normally plus strength 4 plus one wizard that's within 12 inches. So I could have conceivably against undead, because you get the extra d6 uh, mm-hmm. magic missiles, could have been doing 3d6 strength 7 against that's given tar- given target. And you would have had to reroll ward saves. It's for every mage. It within goes 12 th- inches. Oh, you have to be within 12 inches. Right. And know the lore of light. Right. Oh, so you have to be close to each other. Right. Oh, so that's why a lot of times it was strength six attacks. Correct, because one mage was all the way out in the flank. Uh, I was confused, and I kept I, I, I wasn't certain why, and I was like, are you sure? And you're like, yes. I'm like, okay, because I, I didn't know all the rules. For oh, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, White Tech. I know what I'm doing. Well, I knew I was, you know, <laughs> but that's why, I mean, I didn't think you were stupid, but I was just like, I, I was confused. It's kind of a weird uh, rule. That, that 12-inch thing is limiting, though. Very. Yeah, that, that changed a few things up. I took a level four necromancer and yep. and two level one. Well, I mean, my vampires are automatically level ones. Right. I actually hesitated even with the necromancer because my thought was I got 4,000 points on the board. Either I'm going to huddle my necromancer, who's doing most of my magic, in the middle of a bunch of zombies. Right. Just to guarantee you'll never get to him, but he's never going to do anything else either. Yeah. Uh, how much am I going to regrow? All these units that can be dying, I'm going to worry about regrowing zombies. Right. So I just said, I'm not, I I didn't know how much, how effective, I guess I should say, magic was going to be for me in this game. I could have made him lore of death. I could have made the necromancer lore of death. And pick out characters. And yeah, to snipe characters. But I think you you took the right approach. What you really did was augment your movement. Yes. Right? With yeah. Van Hells. And that was huge. And I keep the and once again I kept the Mortis engine within twelve inches of him so that he was casting on a plus six. And there's only a, so much of those that I can stop. Right. Right. I mean when I'm casting on a plus six, you were dispelling at a five, mm-hmm. which normally is fantastic. Right. But I was casting at a six, so your your dispel was at a constant disadvantage. Correct. Right. I just I didn't I didn't want to rely too much on my magic. And, and that's, that's I think, you're exactly right. And I did, and mm-hmm. it didn't work. And, you know, with High Elves, you have to play, I think, flawlessly or near flawlessly to gain the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And my list, I think from the onset, the list build was not good. The unit selections were certainly suboptimal. So I just, no, I honestly just picked a little bit of everything. Mm. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, I did too. Uh, but you actually eliminated, like, I eliminated zombies from my list. Right. You didn't take any sword masters. You didn't take any white lions. Right. I was shocked. You know, well, I, w- I wanted to go defensive in the middle uh-huh. and shoot you up with the uh, lore of light. And you did have a lot of sea guard, a lot of right. defensive stuff. Yeah. Right? And then press, uh, be aggressive on the flanks with the cavalry and the chariots. Now, do you think the sea guard, I know a lot of people don't like sea guard because you're paying extra so that they can shoot. Right. Um, do you think maybe more just taking spearmen might have been a better choice? Oh, certainly, t- without okay. a doubt. So because I shot with the sea guard, I think once, maybe twice, most of the time hitting on fives. Yeah. So it's not really worth all the points there. You're paying for a guy. You're paying extra points because he can do both things, but he can never do both things at the same time. Right. 
Plus, if you go spears and archers, you have more boots on the table. Yeah, which is which you know for steadfast and extra attacks. That's huge. Do you, you want to talk about silver helms? Yeah, I'm just curious now. Your silver helms are actually considerably cheaper than your dragon princes. Nine points. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's almost a third right cheaper. But your the dragon princes do get quite a bit for well the extra attack alone. One extra attack. So uh, when you when you t- you had a unit of ten for each of these, right. so you're getting five extra attacks. Um, are they a better weapon skill? Oh, uh, their weapon skill four versus the the DPS, which are five. Okay, and so you get a better weapon skill, an extra attack, better initiative, better leadership. Yeah, I mean, so they got all the pips that dragon they armor, yeah. and it's the dragon armor is what's really great because they got the, they both have two up armor saves, but then you've got what is it against two flaming? Up save. Two up ward save against flaming attacks. Is well, you know what? The, huge. What the killer is is the dragon princess can take a magic banner, and the champion can take a magic item. So and that's what you did, and you you totally got me on that. Well, you have to do it. Yeah. You know, you need the flexibility there. Silver Helms, for whatever reason, do not have options for either. Yeah, I'm surprised they couldn't take a magic banner. I really, at the very least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's especially for such a magical race, right? I now there those are two. In fact, the Illyrian Reavers, the Silver Helms, and the Dragon Princes are the three units I am most curious to see what happens when they get a new book. Um, with a lot of the balance that's happened, I'm wondering if the points are going to change the the, the cost of them. Because I still think silver helms. If the silver helms were, a, I mean, they're still good for 21 points. They're still good, but right, they're they're okay. But yeah. but again, if you can give them the, the banner or magic item, well, actually, I mean, let's face it, they're just about the same as my black knights, who have killing blow. They do have killing they blow. They ignore terrain. When how, they, how, when many, how many points is one black? Guy? They started twenty one, but I have to buy barding and lances, so it's like winds up being twenty five or twenty six a model. Okay. The black knights, what they're what they don't have, uh, which your guys have, their weapon skill three, their strength and toughness four, mm-hmm. but they are initiative three, leadership six. So, yeah, so they wind up that they wind up hurting on that level, and they wind up being twenty six points a model. Okay, to be a two up armor save with lances, don't your guys come with the two up armor save and lances? No, no, they're twenty one base, another two points for a shield. They come with a lance. Okay, so you got a shield. So twenty three, twenty three to get them. With two. Uh, yeah. I don't, actually, maybe, yeah, maybe my black knights are better. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's no doubt. Twenty six points. I mean, I, there, there's the concern of crumble. Right. And they don't they don't have a very high leadership, but uh, but killing blow is a big plus. I, I want to see how they balance those out because I just have a feeling that you are going to see a shift in eighth edition where you can take an all cavalry high elf oh, army. I would love nothing better because you know how many silver homes I have sitting on my shelf that collect dust. We have Harrison's got tw- I think like twenty four because yeah I, I've got I think thirty eight come in a battalion. So when right. he bought his first uh, at, at Games Workshop when they had the trade they used to have the trading days where you could mm-hmm. bring in your stuff. He bought a used high elf army sure. from this guy. Which was it was all silver homes, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got a couple dozen. Well, it used to be that they were core, which was great because you could have an all-mounted army. I, I, I have a. I really would like to see them go back to that. I would too. But that's. I, I want to even bring up the silver helms because I'm. I mean, they're good, but it's just the dragon princes are so great. much better. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my question is, you know, because they only cost about two thirds as much. Is, is if, if if the cost thing are they worth it? But I don't know that they are really. When you just they're, compare they're to not. the dragon princes, they're, they're not. So I tried to go with uh, units that I've never used before. Uh-huh. A lot of it had to do with not proxying too many models. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, in this case, going in some cases suboptimal choices. Bunch of bunch of eagles, and the eagles did the job. Eagles do what they to normally do. do. The Phoenix Guard, I think, I asked a little too much of them to hold in the face of uh, your Strigoi's unit with all the. Yeah, um, yeah attacking my general's unit was a bit bold, right? Um, but it was the only infantry unit. That you had to go with a special them. infantry unit. And well, they, I, you know, I didn't think to win. I just wanted to pin you there and hold uh-huh. for you know a couple of rounds. But well, and with the five up ward, there's a four up ward. The, that's right. They have a four up ward. I mean, you you should have been able to. But right. well, I lost that combat by one. Ended up breaking. No BSB because you killed him. So that's going to happen. So. Yeah, I mean that was that was a, a a bad luck round of rolling because I mean you had I mean you would you were on an eight right well eight you, or a nine you make your own luck right yeah. So if you're counting on an unrerollable eight, uh, yeah, that's true. that's nothing. That's not for certain. So yeah, but uh, I mean, I did I did kind of luck out on that one. To the, just even the winning by one. I mean, you were it was it was a very close round right. there. Even with my really awesome characters, your street boy I mean, going to town. Yeah. It took it took a vampire hero and a, a tricked out street boy because he right. really was. I mean, and he never actually faced anything. He had. I mean, he already comes with regen, a four right. of regen, but he had the fencer's blades, yep. so he had the extra attack weapon skill 10. He had the dragon bane gem. Okay. So if you did negate, I didn't give him any sort of award save, because sure. with regen, if you negate that, he's got, the only way to do it is uh, he had the dragon bane gem. He had the other trickster shard. So you would have had to re- re-roll failed, uh, you had to re-roll successful ward saves. Oh, did you make me do that? I totally forgot. Oh, not like you needed it. No, yeah. And then he had the Red Fury. So okay. I mean, he was he was a blender. And, oh yeah, and, yeah. And, Street boys are that's what they do best, right? And still, I only beat you by by one. one. <laughs> I mean, it was you. Your guys were chopping up into my uh, into my uh, grave guard really well too. Right. So I mean, it took my general. A vampire lord and a vampire hero to beat that unit by one. I by still one. think they're no. pretty good. Uh, they're okay. You know, it I was I would a bad matchup. Them. They would need some kind of combat punch to help, you know, even out the combat res. So. It, it, it's once again, well, I mean, strength three elves. The, that halberd gives them the strength four. Right. It's not enough. Ten attacks, maybe eleven. Yeah, they they might have done better too because I didn't take great weapons on my grave guard. Right. Because I figured they're already strength four and your elves. Sure. So your best armor save on most of your infantry five. is five. So I, need, so I had hand weapon shield, so I had four up, six up. Right. So your four would not, have been... Not doing as much. Had I taken great weapons, it would have been much more... I think it would have been more effective because already the saves are down to five ups. Well, you're going to six up saves. Right. I mean, you that could have... That you you I, lost I think, by I one. think if you want great weapons, it would have worked not necessarily more in my favor, but... It might have. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I don't think it would have because you had so many. Right. So you wouldn't uh, change anything in your list. I would certainly change a lot of things in my list. Oh, sure. What would you change? Uh, I would probably go with six levels of magic versus ten. That was a huge thing. You took a thousand points of characters, and I took a thousand, almost a thousand points. Not quite. I probably, I think I took. But you were much more fighty. Yeah, and you you didn't have really any. Punch. My I, fightiest character was probably my dragon mage, which is pretty weak. Right. And he didn't get into combat. You know, with a toughness three elf riding the dragon with no armor, he's I, not really designed for that. I and don't. That's, that's the thing with that model is the dragon wants to be in combat, but the mage does not. And that's why you don't 
see it very often. Yeah, and it, it's it's a shame because it's a it's a cool model and it's a great. It's a cool, fluffy idea. It's yeah, fun. They just they it that one got screwed. That's you're going to see a change on that too. That's another. I one that, hope so. Yeah, I mean you have to. They can't keep it like that. Right. But yeah, that's what when you had five wizards, I was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. Even if you focus on one unit, mm-hmm. there's there's so many more. Thirty seven hundred points of other stuff there. I think it would have been better served having a noble on each flank, right? Have him riding in and doing some chopping, giving him a magical weapon on one side, helping out fight the terror, the uh, Vargeist and the Cryptors on the other side. Yeah, that would so, have been really yeah. helpful. And play, it's funny because. That Mortis engine, it was just like it was begging you, come try and yeah, kill me, and, and I couldn't kill it. And you and you just kept throwing your magic at that, which I was like, okay, because I was just amazed you weren't throwing two or three d six strength four hits against my infantry, just well wearing it down. One school of thought that I had going into this game was, okay, I have all this light magic, all these magic missiles. Mm-hmm. What should I shoot at? One school of thought is to concentrate all that focus fire on your general's unit and just whittle it down. Uh-huh. If you start moving your general to other units to keep them alive because you don't want to crumble or whatever once we had combat, that kind of takes initiative away from you a little bit. Right? Exactly. So that's probably what I should have done in retrospect. Yeah, but the engine just got, and you 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 take a couple wounds off it, and then you just regen or regrow them back. And well, you could only I, I kept him near the general because yeah. I can only put one wound back on it. Right. But then using the lore attribute, I got to put another on right. it. Right. And that really helped it a lot. It did. Um, I actually don't think I put as many as I was supposed to because any time I think I think the rule is any augment spell, I'm allowed to heal a wound or give it to oh, someone. Oh wow! Okay. And I was only u- doing it. When I, when I use so the Van Hells, I think I could have put one on it okay. too, which is really kind of I didn't even think about it that way. Uh, you know, as long as I can get at least one augment off, right? That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it did survive the game, and uh, it was it was pretty frightening. To I mean, you well, were, it was going to blow up at any minute. You know, I wanted to blow up by you, but <laughs> that didn't happen. Well, and uh, plus with the pulse. You yeah. know, that it gives off that just the D6 hits. By by the second half of the game, the strength four and the strength five hits. Right. I'm rolling a D6 for each unit and then just, okay, take off four, take off five, right. take off yeah, this. Right, peel away, right? You chip away. And and it's another thing with the vampires. Keep chipping away, peeling away at your models, and right. then you take off four or five of mine, and I put half of those back. That's it. And the, uh, eventually those small amounts, I take a few off yours and put a few on mine, that gap just gets wider bigger, bigger. and wider. Um, I really liked the Vargeists. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get them in to get them. Oh, I, I didn't stomp. I never rolled for stomp against your infantry, your spearmen. Are you sure? I rolled eighteen. About that. I know we talked. We didn't do it. I rolled my. Remember, we talked. You're going to get your stomps. I rolled my attacks, but you didn't do it. I didn't do any stomps. I totally forgot about stomps. Well, that's why we play these garage games, right? Exactly Work to get better. But well, what did you? How did you like your Terrorgeist? Terrorgeist was... I only had him for the one turn. Right. And I totally used him wrong. And after he was dead, you pointed out what I should have done. That dragon, that damn dragon was right in front of me. And I'm like, if I can scream the dragon off the board, not only does he lose his wizard, but there's this dragon I don't have to worry. Because right. I was actually more afraid of screaming and actually when you roll to randomize. Yeah. Because it's like you pointed out, the wizard doesn't want to get in combat. I'm like, if I kill the wizard off the dragon... That dragon is going to get in combat. be free to get into combat. Right. If I kill the dragon from under the wizard, <laughs> then that's good. Sure. 
Um, and it turned out, well, I actually did neither because I only did two wounds. I did one to each. Right. But as you pointed out, the dragon princes were right next to them. And with the fact that they get no armor save from the scream attack. That's a great target. That was the target I should have picked because yeah. I screamed at the dragon, um, did a couple of wounds, and then left myself open to a charge from the dragon princes. Dragon princes. And um, even with the high toughness and with the six wounds, they were flaming magical attacks. I right. didn't get any. I didn't get the regen that I had them going yep. with. So they actually did exactly six wounds to it. And, yeah. So doing six wounds, you probably would have rolled mate. You know, probably one regen. If well, not the thing is, flaming. I get my scream in in combat. Yeah, I can scream yeah. into combat. So if I would have lived for that, another scream. Uh, another scream was coming. Yeah. Um, and he's got a decent amount of. A, I mean, he's not. Was it four, weak. five attacks? Uh, he's got, let's see, four attacks. Uh, only weapon skill three, but strength five. What's his initiative? Initiative three, three. Okay, so the princes would have gone first, hitting on strength three. So yeah, yeah. Who knows? Probably you would have done some damage. Yeah, I was just. It was one of these things that, and he has the thunder stomp. Which does thunder stomp work against cavalry? Not against cavalry. Well, still not against cavalry. And see, that's the other thing is. All my stuff that had Stomp and Thunder Stomp played the whole game against stuff that I never got to, right. use, to use it against. Well, except your Terror guy, your Vargeis against well, the, the Seaguard. And yeah. I totally screwed that up. <laughs> I'm dumbass. But, uh, okay, so um, I, you know, we're getting close to wrapping up here. We've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. Um, I, well, one thing uh, I wanted to mention was um, the Vortex Shard that I took. <laughs> <laughs> so the level four Light Mage that I had, my general, had the Vortex Shard, which ends the enemy magic phase. Which against your army and your approach didn't pay off as much as I w- as uh, I would have liked. Yeah, actually, you did it at the end of turn three because you didn't want me to be able to heal up the the black coach. Well, I was more concerned about stopping you from moving up into my lines if I could prevent you from Van, Van Helsing. Or yeah, right. but it was funny because I was getting I was past the halfway mark, and actually that turn you took away my magic phase, and then you charged me right with all your units. So it's like if I had gotten closer, it wouldn't really have affected you that much. I was actually glad you did it at that point because um, if you would have charged me and basically I was hoping to get off some augments into the combat right. on the next turn. Um, and and uh, I still had that opportunity. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work out that way. So so that's the thing. It would, normally I kit my Archmage out to be you know the quote-unquote unkillable Archmage. Right. Ethereal, but can't be hurt by mundane weapons. Right. Um, so I can toss him into combat and not worry about him most of the time. Right. But this guy, you know, that's a 75-point Vortex Shard. So we had that. Oh, okay. Um, I don't I remember if I kitted him up with anything else. But, you know, he's he's squishy, no armor. So Would you have considered possibly taking two Archmages? Uh, maybe. With two different lures, or even two level threes with yeah, different possibly, lures, possibly. You know? That's certainly probably a better use of the points. Not as much magic uh-huh. as the ten levels. Uh, so yeah, possibly lore of metal would probably would have been a good choice. Well, and the other thing I forgot that really hurt you is the corpse card had the bale fire, right. which is all enemy wizards within twenty four inches suffer minus one to all their yeah, casting that, that attempts. That did end up hurting. And oh, <laughs> when your level four uh, turned into a level one, right? So then you had three level ones and two level twos on the table. And the corpse, I mean, we had all moved kind of towards the center. You were trying to get close enough to cause all that magic. I was stopping all your guys. So you were casting at a plus zero. Yeah, you dominated magic phase at that point. Yeah. Yeah. 
all in all, it's a fun game. It, it did get me thinking. I actually wrote up a three thousand point list. Okay. So for the practice for the you know when you guys are practicing for Screw City. Oh, okay. You already have a list down. So yeah, I wrote wow. one today. Okay. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna stick for a while with. I think I'm gonna slowly try a bit for a more aggressive style. You know, trying to take hit stuff you in the face can, and stuff that can move faster. Right. Get up there quicker. I think, yeah, I think that's the right approach. It seems to me that the VC book has a lot of really good units that function in that style. And like I said, I can make a great list. If, you, if like if we're playing in say like the team competition that we were talking yeah. about between IWFB and W two, if we needed a points denial guy, sure. It, well, that's the thing. If we did that, yeah, I suppose there's some tactical use for having someone that has a draw list. Uh huh. But I don't know. I, I think if you're going to play Warhammer, you play to win. Right. But right? If you, like I said, if you're playing that whole soul thing, you put up a list, they put up two, and then you get to choose which two you want to fight. Right. You know, you could sit there and say, okay, we're going to, White Tech, we're going to put you up against this guy because nobody else wants to fight a beat stick. Sure. And you can sit there and slow him down and just basically, mm-hmm. whereas other people would get 20 nilled. You can keep them to a ten ten, you know. But playing a, a more offensive list that you've had, like you have uh-huh. with, with success, you know, maybe that's the approach you go into with uh, the cl- that club challenge. So that's that's what I'm going to be trying, though. I mean, I'm still going to build my zombies and use them because I've got them. Yeah. In fact, I did raise a couple zombies on you to get in the way, sure, and and they worked little speed bumps. Yeah. But uh, I am definitely trying for a more aggressive list. I got a whole new game that's sort of right. unfolding. It's a, it's like a brand new army. Right. Yeah. Different so, play style. All in all, that's fun. You know what I wanted to do? Uh, we've. I think you and I have both talked about we'd like to do this more often. These little themed uh, off the beaten path. Sure. Not just the two thousand or twenty four hundred point tournament size yeah. battle line. So we're looking for scenarios and other things in the different books. Um, sure. So if any listeners have an idea for you know a scenario or for something they'd like to see sort of played out. I mean, we, you know, we got to pick armies we have. Sure. But if they have a scenario idea, or if they saw, saw one in an old white dwarf, hey, we, I saw this, it mm-hmm. might be fun to play, send it to us. That'd be cool. I mean, you know, we may never use it. We might use it, but this way, it, you know. We have, gives us some options. More options. It might be something we never thought of that might be cool. Right. But this, I think, will be fun if, uh, if you know, because this is, this, is, this is the way I like to play Warhammer. It is fun. Yeah, there's there's no pressure or anything. Right, you get to you know try different things. And, exactly, yeah. it's kind of fun to surprise your. Excuse me, I didn't mean to go on there. It's kind of fun to surprise your opponent too. To like I said, coming right. in the odd ogre list, it's fun to see something you haven't seen before. Correct. Yeah. So, all right, uh, we're gonna take a little break now, and when we come back, we are gonna do a quick uh, couple of uh, show announcements. You know, uh, a little a bit of housekeeping, and then wrap up the show. If a game is only as good as the person who plays it, then the best games can be found at Unique Gifts and Games. Collectible and classic card games, board games, RPGs, tabletop miniatures, hobby tools, and more all found within. And so is an amazing community of fellow gamers, as well as dedicated gaming tables, terrain, and a library of open games to try. It's also your source for Unseen Lurker, the independent tabletop wargaming magazine. Stop by for Warhammer Fantasy Mondays, 40K Tuesdays, and War Machine Wednesdays. Demos and tournaments are alive and well at UGG. Check their website at uniqueugg.com for their calendar of events or call 847-548-8270. Don't forget about the rewards program, their convenient location in downtown Grays Lake, Illinois, and their friendly staff. Unique Kissing Games. Great gamers mean great gaming. 
All right, we are back. All right, folks, uh, I want to thank you all for listening in. And, Chris, I want to thank you for coming on as a guest host again. Sure, and being your uh, high off punching bag or <laughs> the, the slobber knocker. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Um, a couple of quick uh, quick things. Like I said I want to do a little bit of housekeeping things. Um, last episode, yeah. I had said how I had gotten all those emails about the uh, uh, crumble. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay, I got enough emails. Stop it. <laughs> Well, a couple of people then started emailing me saying, I hope I wasn't the guy who was being a jerk to you. (laughs) So, listen, here's part of it is I I literally got like over three dozen emails. And I just didn't have time to respond to them all. Folks, I read them all. If I didn't have time to respond to yours personally, I'm not trying to be rude or ignore you. And no, you weren't the guy. (laughs) You know, I just I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it to come across that way. I think it might have come across. You know, a couple of people might have taken it the wrong way when I said it. Well, I think it's the the aggregate effect, right, of all these emails. Uh, right. And so I just didn't want people to say, and I do, I want people to know that I appreciate if you have any comments about what happened on the show. I, I love to get your emails, and I do read them all, although I don't have a chance to respond to them all. Yeah. In fact, uh, we did get uh, a listener who wrote in, and I don't have his name right in front of me, but he actually said uh, that after Christopher left, he was worried, uh, you know, how the show would go. But he really loved having when we had Harrison come on for after Vision Osha. He said, "Have him on more often. Just don't let him host the show on his own." <laughs> <laughs> well, that could be an interesting. Yeah. Show. Hi, it's Harrison, and my dad's not here today. <laughs> so, but I just I want to thank everybody who has been writing in and has been um, you know doing that stuff. I know I said cut it out last time, mm. but you know <laughs> how many times you want to read your email? You know you're wrong. You're <laughs> so, right. Sure. But uh, so I just wanted to thank everyone for writing in and say, please feel free to continue because well, it, shows do, peop- it shows that people care. Yeah. Not yeah. about only the game, but about the, the show itself. And exactly. They're, li- they're listening. Exactly. So. And once again, a reminder, if you have any ideas for cool scenarios, um, we'd like them to be somewhat balanced, you know, um, but if you have, a, or if you found a scenario in an old white dwarf or some rules for some sort of, you know, interesting piece mm-hmm. of terrain or something that you have to do. Send it in, and if we use it, we will obviously give you credit for sending in and giving us the idea. What do you think? Uh, Four thousand was kind of a lot. Uh, next game, you want it to be something smaller? You, you know, um, you know, I would be up for a game of this size at some point in the future. Maybe for, I think for the short term future, three thousand is probably. A good size, especially for you know things like the Screw City GT. Do you want to bring your up. practice list for Screw City I GT? I would love to. I would love right. nothing better. I'll write up another list then, and we'll try something else. Sounds and good. Uh, uh, folks, we're, we did set up finally a YouTube page under Garage Hammer Podcast, one word. Uh, everything else was taken. Um, so we are Garage Hammer Podcast, one word. Uh, who knows? If we get some cool pictures of this, we might start posting battle reports or other things in the future up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a kind of exciting for us. One other really cool announcement of something that's been going on here in the show. After a whole lot of begging and pleading and cajoling on my part, Chris, you yes. have uh, decided to be the permanent. Well, I haven't decided. We have mutually agreed, right? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I asked and you weren't. I kind of waffled you, on it. You, you wanted to think about it. Sure. So I mean, basically I said the job's yours if you want it. Right. And so you've thought about it. And, and yeah, I'm so guys, I'm officially stepping on board as your new co-host of Garage Hammer. Yay. So, uh, so I will. I, I definitely won't be able to fill Chris's shoes. 
but we'll try and take things in a new direction, hopefully upwards and onwards. And we had that discussion, and um, I think one of the things we talked about is there is no way to replace Christopher. Absolutely. I mean, just but us knowing each other for so long and the way we interacted, that's not something replaceable. Mm-hmm. But I think I used the analogy... Uh, it's like, you know, when the lead singer of ACDC, Bon Scott, when he died and they got a new singer and he sounded exactly like the old <laughs> singer, you know. Right. I Smooth didn't, transition there. Yeah. I didn't – I wasn't looking for that. I wasn't looking to replace Chris. I was looking for someone who I have a good rapport with. Right. Who the audience likes, and we all know the audience likes you. Oh, and thanks. once again, as I said it, I needed someone – Who's a little more analytical and a little less of a fanboy than I am? Okay, so you still have <laughs> keep the, you grounded a yeah, little bit. You have the Christopher role. You're the okay. smart one who plays really well, and I'm the bet heavy to win heavy guy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely won heavy in our game, so uh, it there worked you go. out. I think I think a lot of that was the luck of part partly partly, and this was one of the things where I think the lists. The list mix up. Oh, I went yeah. far more aggressive, and you were not expecting I, me to well, go I went aggressive. Very, I, well, I went very defensive. You, well, uh, that was one of the weirdest things. Is it was four turns before you moved your guys forward. Right. You just sat on the back line and shot at me and magic me, and I was like, "Oh, screw this! I'm yeah, coming yeah, up." Yeah, precisely. But you were expecting me to sit on the back line. That's and what grow. I thought. Yeah. So it, right, it worked out that way. But so we're going to be doing a lot more things. For um, you know, and actually, Chris has had some new ideas. And well, you know, I think maybe the hopefully the uh, this play-by-play of our game was fun for the listeners. Mm-hmm. So we'll be trying to do some more things in that vein. We're definitely going to do at least one more of them. And I think now that we've done it once and we kind of, as far as the recording, the turn-by-turn stuff goes, I think the next one will be more polished. I think so, yeah. Um, you maybe know, you know, I, maybe the, the, the YouTube channel will leverage that at the same time. Yeah, and um, you you do enjoy a good... Scenario game, so I think yeah. some of the hobby stuff um, we're going to try to focus a little bit on, maybe sure. just a little more hobby uh, hobby chats and stuff like that. Okay. So uh, it is actually this is kind of exciting for me because we're taking not just on a new co-host, but it's taking a sl- it's it's not going to be that much different, but it's a bit of a new direction, a little a little right. ho- a little more hobby. It, well, it's evol- the podcast is evolving a little bit. Yeah, right. so it's a, it's differences that were sort of unexpected, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually really excited to see how it goes. Um, you know, at some point we'll have to do a uh, dwarf versus high elf final war the, of the beard. The game, war of the beard, right? That's going to be a big that game be, with special yeah. characters. And, and if everything. I win, you have to shave your beard. That's not going to happen. <laughs> then I'm not going to play. Uh, well, then, then we don't do that because <laughs> here's the thing: I shave my beard, my wife gets mad. Really? Yeah. Uh, see, that's the opposite for me. If I grow a beard, my wife gets mad. Well, see what you got. To see, see how about this? Face. If you win, I'll grow a beard. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Dude, you can't grow a beard. You get... I can try. <laughs> <laughs> you got that baby face. You I really kind of do. No, actually, um, I, I look much better with a beard. I really do. I look much better with a okay. beard. Now, you know, I like to keep it trim. You know, kind of like the Riker look. I like to okay. call it the Riker from Star Trek, <laughs> you know, the nice jawline beard. Number one. Um, but... Complete. I, I I got. You I, probably look like a different person altogether without it. I look a lot younger, but my face is a little rounder. So okay. I, you know, having the beard, being heavy, having the beard, it actually adds a little angles and shapes to my face that's okay. not as round. Okay. All right. Well, we so, don't want anyone's wives getting mad because and, of our yeah, grudge matches. That's so. the thing. I ain't shaving the beard. Even when they did the Wapaka thing, I told her about how everybody shaves off their beard just as the mustache. She's like, "Yeah, you're so well, not yeah, doing yeah, that." I couldn't. I wasn't allowed to grow a mustache. My <laughs> wife, I think, will divorce me. <laughs> but you had the cool. Fu Manchu add-on mustache <laughs> that was, yeah. you know. With the hat. <laughs> so, 
So, okay, folks, um, listen, we could use some iTunes reviews. We've, we've had a bike one this month, I think. So if you can go on and uh, give an iTunes review, we would love that. That's always helpful. Uh, the the store is still open. <laughs> the store is always <laughs> open. Hoodie. Yeah, you know, we're Buy moving. more Steins. Yeah. Um, so whatever you got for that. And um, like I said, we just – the show's going to be changing over the next couple of months. There's going to be – we're going to be, you know, changing things around. Nothing huge. But, uh, you know, as Chris comes up with ideas, he's been coming up with ideas for segments and things like that. So – we're gonna, you know, we're not gonna go to a daily show. We're not gonna, ex- <laughs> we're not gonna expand into our own network of five different shows from the same uh, cast. It's uh, not gonna be Endepticon in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if anything, um, with Heel and Hammer kind of hanging up their headphones. Oh yeah, I totally forgot to even say anything about that. You know, I guess if anything, the Warhammer world is blessed because there are such a plethora of podcasts out there. Yeah. Each suited to different play styles, whether it's competitive, more hobby related, etc. But it is always a little sad when a podcast, especially one as reputable as Heel and Hammer. Well, uh, yeah, goes, I mean, they uh, were, I mean, I think they were the third one I knew about. I mean, I knew about Podhammer. Right. As far as wo- pure Warhammer podcast, not like D6 Generation sure. Worlds and Real. But then it was Helen and Curry. The, you right. know, those are the, the and Hammer two, and Pantice, yeah. Right. And those the, those and Pot Hammer like the big three. And then I found Wacast and Point Hammer sure, and all the stuff. other ones, yeah. Um, yeah, Helen Hammer for a long time was my most favorite podcast about Warhammer. Yeah. It was great. They have such a great dynamic. And uh, and you, you do have the one, the, the tournament clearly. Gamer, yeah, the analytical gamer. And the complete hobby yeah, gamer. Oh yeah. So it was a good dynamic. It they was, just seem like such nice guys, right? Yeah. They do, and when it, when I had them on, when Christopher and I were talking to them, they yeah. were really fun to just talk to. Even off the air, they were really great to talk to. Yeah, so so, so they'll be missed. Yeah, I am sure. really. I'm glad you mentioned it because I I was I was kind of shocked when I heard it, yeah. and it's it's really honestly that was that's the one podcast that when it was up, I listened to it that day Same every here. time. Same I've here. got a couple like that, mm-hmm. but they were one of the few. You know, two or three. He was excited to you know get to listen yeah. to it when it yeah. was released. Excellent new episode up, right? You know, so Dan and Wayne, you guys will be missed, but thank you for your contributions. Oh, and and thank you both to Dan and Wayne, but especially thanks to Wayne because for the he you know he mentioned our show and the, yeah. when, and the thank yous he specifically mentioned us and said that he really liked our show and to me that means a lot to get to no doubt to, you know guys who. Don't mention a lot of other shows on their show, and don't uh, you know? And they're so well known, right? And to say that they really like the show meant meant a heck of a lot. Absolutely. All right, folks, we will be back um, on the twenty fifth with a new episode. Uh, Man, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Oh, no, I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll figure something out. (laughs) Yes, we will. (laughs) Excellent. So, folks, thank you for listening. See you in a few weeks. Okay.